Motorcycles and Misfits here <laughs> at the Recycle Garage in the train room. Train wreck. Uh, it really does. It really does. Wow. You know, I always find when it starts out with a quiet intro, you know it's just going to bust out all sorts of crazy. You know what it feels like when we start the show? It's like uh, a guy trying to crank start a car from like 1920s, you know? Like, to me, it's more like I'm trying to shove all of those spring snakes back into the can <laughs> ju- just for one second, just so they can pop all over again. That's like, an, uh, that's like installing a, good a clutch. Analogy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, everyone. This is Eliza. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Really? <laughs> oh, really? good God. I, oh, good God. That's okay. your earworm. You, you we, can we really start over? <laughs> I will I not say, associate woof, myself. Woof, let the dogs out. <laughs> Liza, Liza meow, played meow. that song because she has toxoplasma. <laughs> toxoplasma Gandhi for sure. <laughs> Explains it all, Liza. Over by the door, we've got Harrison. What up? And then coming around the bend, we've got Asian number one. Hey there, I'm exotic. <laughs> Exo- exotic number one, we got Jeremy. Then uh, getting closer and closer to me every show he, he can. We got Frank. Hey, this is Frank. Running the board, we got Bagel. I am not exotic. On the classy girl couch tonight, we've got exotic number two, Henry. Yeah. I'm an exotic oh, bitch. <laughs> and then exotic in all new ways. We got cat. <laughs> Greetings from all over the world. Now, don't freak out. It's not the regular cat. She's not. <laughs> so Absolutely. Would have just freaked me out yeah, had I not known. The <laughs> hormones like, are working. Yes. And then <laughs> voice of man. <laughs> Although he does have really beautiful hair. Also on the classy girl couch tonight, we've got Bex. Aloha. Coming around the bend, we've got exotic number three. At least uh, that's what his title was in RoboCop 2 credits. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Nock. Hi. (laughs) You're crushing dreams already. I just stymied him. (laughs) And then coming around the bend, in the caboose, we've got Naked Jim. Hey, Nock. Hey, how you doing? Running around. Your mom's so hairy, Bigfoot stops to take pictures of her. (laughs) (laughs) I knew this kid in high school who had a wiener so long. Try to. No. Oh, I knew that, dude. I used to call him Bretzel. (laughs) Was Was he from Nantucket? <laughs> no, we could say that though. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, oh my god! Motorcycles, oh. motorcycles. Oh, yes. oh, Train rack room. Yes. Exactly. So, um, hey, coming up on the show today, uh, we're gonna catch up on some rides we did recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna tell a story of how I crushed some dreams today. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, those are always good. I know. They never I get know. old. Never. And Jeremy got to. Uh, he got to learn some things and tackle changing out his monoshock. Um, and I'm sure that was a big challenge for you. You mean his rear shock? Yeah, it was a little frustrating at some points. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we're going to have a... Oh, we're going to have a roving reporter 
who went down to Daytona Bike Week and to the Daytona 200 race. He's going to be calling in to give us a report. Awesome. And then we're going to hear from our guest. Now, Jim, you're in charge of pronouncing this properly. Say mm-hmm. the, his name and his website. Can you do it? Mitch Kumstein. Okay. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. Oh, Jim, Jim, Why was that hard? Jim's personal address, oh y'all. Send photos. Clownpenis.fart. Uh, our guest tonight? Yeah. Cat Loud Lloyd. No, there's 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 a Mac in there somewhere. I know there's Mac, but the the Gaelic pronunciation you kind of soften the Mac and you pronounce it like no no it's 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 McLeod, McLeod McLeod but uh, Mac means family of for all the Scottish families. So for the business name, it's it's Laod Escapes. Yeah, Laod Escapes. He does this awesome thing. He does these great tours uh, around the world where you get to go on some amazing roads and then you get to go on a moto gp track this is like bucket list kind of rides here there can be only it's, one it's <laughs> thousands it's leod mm-hmm. i can't believe you l-e-o-d that's l-e-o-d hey Bex, don't tell him how to pronounce his name <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i probably fucked it up sorry i can't i can't believe you jumped but right into this topic because what this guy does track is and tour fucking awesome. we're, we're coming around this is just oh what this we're is covering. Tr- i'm this already fired we're up we're getting your dick wet <laughs> <laughs> just the tip just and then we're going to end with emails as many as we can which is two <laughs> so yeah, hey but let's off. get back to um hey a bunch of us went on an awesome ride yesterday mm-hmm. it was called the primavera ride and it started in san francisco at the dionese store well it kind of started there well <laughs> the primavera ride started there <laughs> our ride and it was going from uh san francisco down to the moto tablet museum in, in carmel mm. so we decided that we would uh ride up to san francisco first to go start the ride with them mm. and then ride back down and uh what, uh, what route yeah. to take up one north Oh, we just slabbed it up Ball the freeway. It was raining, and it uh, started. It? it was. Mm. Didn't you guys have a rainbow? Yeah, it's. It started out as a nice day, and we're thinking, oh, we skirted the rain, yeah, and then yeah. we saw the beautiful meet? rainbow. Where'd you guys start? I heard you guys had breakfast, or did that happen at, at all? the diner? The diner. Yeah. Well, me and uh, me and Harrison did had at the diner. Yeah. And then Liza's like, "Hey, are we meeting at eight? And I'm like, "I don't know." Me and Harrison are about to we're bounce leaving. out of the <laughs> yeah, diner, so. Um. So we we went up there and uh, we, uh, here's the thing, everything people know us pretty well. We're the misfits. We ride all different types of bikes. We've got all different types of gear. You say that like we're we like a three patch club or something. We, we were There's a little like no we were patch. a little tipped, every patch is the patch. We were a little tipped off when we got there, and every single one of them <laughs> oh man was riding Multistrada. Uh, yeah. a Ducati Multistrada. I, dude, I, I go to Liza because I'm already really I'm like I'm like hey fuck we didn't get the fucking memo. I'm like I didn't. Know they were going to like give us Multistratus to ride at this and thing. <laughs> Where's mine? And I walked in wearing my monkey hat. <laughs> and I was so ghetto. I was I'm like, hey, Liza, check it. I'm going to try to get some free Dionysi gloves because or however you say it. How do you say it? Dionysi. Because I got the Dionysi gloves and they've been That's great. I got, but I got them like on clearance for like 130 bucks because that shit's expensive. But they're duct taped and Bex actually stitched up the palm of one of them. Well, you know. I was like, hey, I 
Look at these gloves. They're like, yeah, no, you're not getting free gloves. I'm like, all right. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, I've never been in there. This place is fancy. It's it like, like New York or something. It's pretty cool. I guess it was San It's San like going into Tiffany's. You know, you know, one of the first things you notice when you walk into that dining store is that smell of fresh leather. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Ah, I don't, I don't it smells know expensive. I thought it was the smell of other people's money. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. It's That's like when you money go into the, like a wetsuit do. store. It smells like wetsuits um, anyway. But yeah, no, it was like Tiffany's for motorcycles. <laughs> exactly what it is but they had coffee so i'm i'm cool with them except a lady didn't hit me with the perfume yeah that's the only difference yeah it didn't happen Uh, it was a little high-end highbrow fancy like wow it's like a flagship san francisco store it's one of their larger stores by square foot so i think it's kind of like you know rip curl has a surf shop down on pacific avenue Nobody fucking buys shit there because we just go to where we always go. Yeah. But they have this store and they have a presence in a city. And it felt like that. I'm sure they, they sell gear. Yeah. And they, but at yeah. the same time, they can say, hey, we have a San It's like having a store in London or New York or something <laughs> like that. Right. But I tell you, the store was beautiful. They had tons of gear. The people were really nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was stoked they put on the ride. And um, as we were heading out, Harrison, who was riding the Tiger 800. 1050. 1050. Sorry, Tiger. 1050. Beautiful bike. Get it right. And he says, hey, uh, just want to remind you, um, I've never ridden over Highway 17. For many people, it's daunting the first time you ride over it. It's it's a freeway Wet road. that it goes in over a mountain. Daytime and it's resting. in the rain. Well, 17 is the road that you go from Santa Cruz over the Santa Cruz Mountains, and then it opens up a door, which is San Jose, Silicon Valley, but the whole rest of California. It's it's, it's a, a racetrack over a mountain, yeah. basically. Yeah, in the summer, it's, it's it's track 17. It's a great motorcycle mm-hmm. and, road. Um, and, you know, I remember when Jim said, hey, this is my first time over. Like, take yeah, it easy. It's like, yeah, it's good to go with somebody the first time. Once you get used to it, it's it's fun. It's a but, um So we're like, yeah, no problem. The first time we went over, Liza, to make a point, rode the entire thing one-handed, doing like the disco to <laughs> fucking like whatever soundtrack, staying alive soundtrack the whole time. So yeah. Hold on one second. Bex, we're telling you to have a finger's distance between the pop filter and the microphone so it can do its job. Thank you. We tried that. Thank you. Um, so it's like, good to know, Harrison, no problem. Why don't you ride between us? Jim will lead. And as usual, you know, when somebody's leading, you ride in the front left and I'll take, you know, the back left. Harrison, you take, you know, middle right. But he was, I think, distracted by maybe the curves and was kind of weaving around the road, left lane, left side, right side, and kind of breaking into the corners as somebody would who's hesitant going into these corners. Mind you, understandably, too. understandably. So I was prepared for it. I was keeping an eye on him. When we got up to San Francisco, I pulled him aside and said, all right, here's the deal. We're going to be riding with a larger group, and that you can't do that now. You have to mm-hmm. follow the formation, stay in your lane, and you want to follow the person in front of you and kind of stay on pace with them, just so that we all become one unit. Wait, you didn't tell him to ride his own ride? No, no, no. Chicken head. <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, she said fucking get on the gas, god damn it. Yeah. No, she, and Harrison's... She me in the butt a few times. Harrison's that kind of guy who looks you in the eye and says, like, got it. And you, you like... <laughs> yeah. Harrison listens. That's he good. listens. That's good. It's, it's nice. That's so um, we we join up with all these uh, multi-strata guys, and we head out. A lot of leather. And we fall into formation, and Harrison, <laughs> what happens immediately? chicken head helmet that guy i swear he's we an older gentleman who obviously has some skills and uh you know he's 
cruising around, just back and forth, weaving through his lane, worse than I was. We all, we already nicknamed him Chicken Head Man because he's fucking helmet. <laughs> when you're when you're over fifty and have a mohawk helmet on it, yellow. Yeah. It was a yellow helmet. Yeah. But you know what? It, and it was matter. yellow. It was that fucking Chicken Head Man. He could have totally played that as in cool ass dude. But, but he didn't so, ride like he that. Okay, wait a minute. He was riding kind of squiddly as an unskilled? He, or, yeah, he's or riding no. like... No, he was skilled. I don't, he was like yeah. riding fourth in the pack. Is Harrison's riding fifth. And he's just all over the place. And when we get on the freeway, he's like just popping over into the next lane. Yeah. So then I could see like Harrison... Props to you, sir. You, you <laughs> held it together because for somebody who's not used to riding formation, you're plagued with oh he just left the pack do i pull forward do i like or now he's switched over to the left do i switch over to the right what do i do you're spending probably all of your attention trying to figure out what the hell do i do and not even paying attention to traffic around you seriously which is why i was telling you you can't do that and then this guy did it but harrison kind of held his ground and just stayed where he started and just like dealt with it i didn't want to be rude you know the guy's right. older than me i didn't want to just dip past him <laughs> like ah, get out of my way you're crazy <laughs> you're tripping me out man but i just kept strong you know but it's funny because when you have someone in the front like that like it doesn't really i don't know that's why it never hurts to have a little pre pre meeting make sure everybody's on the same page that's right? why because every know. time we don't dude like knocks on target you know when there's randos you never know and it never hurts to just go over the basic, like, whatever, three or four ground rules. You yeah, guys didn't do that at Danese? It was just weird. No, well, it wasn't, yeah, our, it wasn't it. our ride. We were yeah. on someone else's ride. We, I thought and, they knew all each... I mean, they all I know, like I they thought so. And, knew what they were doing. And the leader of the ride, really nice guy. Um, Danny. Yeah, Danny. Very nice And guy. I appreciated and told him that, I, that he actually kept a really slow pace because we were going through the mountains on wet roads. And I'd rather just get there and not... <clears throat> have to you know try and push it, it really and where, yeah. where was there by the way uh, you know Skyline really Boulevard cool. um, going past Alice's restaurant right you know the famous roads out here but you guys go down Highway 9 and everything but Highway 9 Danny who was leading and then kept ended switching up he kept switching from left to right side and it was very confusing. Wait, like, Danny was leading. Danny, well, we'd be—he'd be front left, and we'd be on the freeway, and was then this? he'd change lanes, and he, now oh. he'd be leading from the right. This so was then in it, the straight. It wasn't yeah. in a curve. Or no, nothing. no, no. This highway. is like on the freeway yeah. on the highway. Uh, so I then everyone is like, uh, "Do I do?" I, so then everyone behind him would it's just change like, positions. It's like Domino's, <laughs> just as like click, 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 click. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a bit, click, click, bit confusing, but that was that was it. That was all of it, except. <laughs> for Harrison, who did learn a lesson. Now, Kat, I'm sure listening to all this, you, this all you've probably heard all of this before. Oh, yeah. And one of the rules when you're riding up on like Skyline Boulevard on these highways that are uh, just two lanes with a Twist, solid, yeah, solid line. Mountain roads. When you get mm. behind a car, um, if you're even though we're in a group, you do pass the car. But everybody, the rule is... You wait and be patient for a safe spot. Even though it's a double yellow, if you know your bike well, you yeah. should have enough time to pop around without doing it in a blind corner or cutting any cars off or doing anything. Mm -hmm. So you just patiently wait. So uh, the leader of the pack goes around a car, and then the next person waits for their shot. They go around, and it gets down to Jim. Uh, <clears throat> who waits, and he's got a long straightaway, so he flies by, and then Harrison is next. What'd you do, Harrison? 
Well, I was about a couple car lengths behind the big dually pickup in front of me. And uh, I thought I had enough time. And next thing you know, we're coming up on the turn pretty quick, but I already made my move. And so I had to keep going with it. And another car comes around the other side, Ooh. around the turn, and Classic. luckily it's they the both Murphy's broke, law. and I dipped through, and then next thing you know, right after the turn, there was a broken lane and a passing lane. Yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> after the turn, I was like, fuck, <laughs> why didn't works. I wait? But I was really lucky. It's yeah. always better to And wait. Liza was shitting bricks behind me, watching the oh. whole thing. So I was watching the whole thing, and I'm like, just wait, wait, wait. Now, the first mistake he made, when you are going to pass a car like this, you get right up onto the tail mm-hmm. of the car. You're right mm-hmm. on the left taillight of the car. So when you see your really? opportunity, do you're ready to go. <laughs> um, but he was hanging back. Like he said, he was a few car lengths back. So when he saw I got a straightaway, he started to spool up to pass. By the time he got up to the car, he was starting to lose that window. He spent that whole window of opportunity just catching up to the car. Mm-hmm. And then you did the right thing, though. You committed. You stuck with it. That's all you can do at that point. But yeah, then you see here comes the corner and here comes the car. And he ducked in just as the car was coming, both the oncoming car and the truck that he caught off both braked hard and gave him just enough gap. He got mm. in there. Oof. And I was just like, yeah. His tiger's a big bike, too. Better to be lucky to like than good. You know, you, you, you made a bad call in the, the timing of that, but you made a good call by committing and yeah. m- making the cut in. Good karma, son. That's some Tiger like Highway shit right there. Well, he had a learning moment, but more to the point, that 1050, that Tiger, is a very forgiving bike. You can do crazy things, that thing. And, and the Tiger was just sort of like, oh, fine, that was okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just, been great so far. Yeah, it's just, it's just a Scottish last game for a laugh. It's a good bike. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, it's one of those situations where, like, I guess power in your case kind of got you a little bit out of trouble. I mean, Granted, well, the other two—that's how I feel on my the two, triumph. The other two vehicles slowed down for you, but like, you know, well, here's you a, twisted to get yourself out of there. Yeah, and you got the Super Hawk. Like, I, uh, somebody brought in an FC6 today, a 600cc. You know, a hard-hitting middleweight bike. Mm. And we were talking about the benefits of like that bike versus like the FC1 up in the hills. And the 600 bike is so much more. Manu- you're faster on the 600cc bike, right? But when you're up in the twisties and you got to do a pass. That's where the the leader bikes are intoxicating, because mm. you're like, because I remember the pass it was it was a bit of a straight, it was more like a little like a double S turn, but you could see both turns. Yeah. So basically, like you're gonna bounce out. Yeah, I already dropped a gear. You're gonna bounce out and go straight, basically through like two S turns, <laughs> and uh, and but but that's so where the leader bikes away, kick in. Like, oh look, oh I'm there. Well, here's the thing. It's like you, there's always planning. You just gotta plan your maneuvers. I mean, like. If you want to make a pass and you're on a 600, you got to make sure you're in the right gear here, right in the red yeah, range. Yeah, you're dropping, right in the like, of the you're dropping two gears. Yeah, like on a ex- exactly. CC I bike. mean, it's just knowing your bike, knowing the road, and knowing how uh, to handle the, the situation. I'm curious because you know? I haven't done a track day. If that's similar, um, it's a little uh, bit more uh, static. Everything there's not much changing. There's less you know? less trucks to yeah, pass yeah, on the no track. Tr- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. There's not a stream of gravel across the right. turn. Like, like, oh. Unless I mean, unless, unless you wait for the wheel. turn workers truck to come around, then then <laughs> you practice that, I guess. But um, so yeah, it was a good ride, and we rode all the way down to Motor Talbot Museum. It was one of our favorite places, despite the rain, where we had some tacos, and we got to hang out with the whole crew there. Shout and get out even, to Talbot. Hold on even a second. 
stories. Oh, yeah. So how many people were on the ride? There were five of y'all like, and no, there three. Was, there were six, six of us. Of us. Oh, so I wanted to mention, so it started out with just um, uh, Harrison and Jim and I, but then um, Jim was using the Reaver app. Oh, and Bex, what's the other app? We were using two apps that so, we should talk um, about. Bex, oh, yeah, actually. Bex, so, Henry, and Howie were able to follow us live. With glimpses And catch hmm. us on route and join the group. So we, I'll just mm-hmm. speak to this real quick and Bex, too. So we, I used two apps. One was Rever, which is, is like tracks your route, which is cool. It's you like a look Strava at for motorcycling. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then, but Bex was like, hey, do this app. What was it, Glimpse, Bex? <laughs> it's called Glimpse, but it's not spelled properly. It's a G L. Y-M-P-S-E. And t- hmm. those marketing that kids. was <laughs> anyway, Bex is like, do this thing so basically people can see where you're at on yeah. the road. It'll it'll give you real time uh GPS tracking of whoever you invite. Mm. But didn't it have so like you speed can in- and lean ga- lean angle it did. What? <laughs> so you can go, Oh, my friend is riding like a fucking like knob right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> like a massive fucking knob. He'll be here in two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's you can do that. So, so kids, don't share it with your parents. Right. <laughs> don't share it with the highway patrol. Yeah, right. Don't, exactly. share. don't was, share it with your insurance oh. company either. Yeah. It was Ooh. funny, but we roll into Felton and we're all coming into the stop as you come into town. And I'm stoked because we're using this fucking technology. I'm like, they're going to be ready. And I can see them down there in front of the White Rabbit coffee shop. And I'm like, oh, there they it's are. And I White s- Raven. White Rabbit, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm all beeping the horn. That's all mountain people. You mountain people up there. And I start beeping the horn, and you guys are like, what? Ah! And we fucking- have coffee. Howard, coffee in hand, charging yeah. to his bike. Yes. I've, I've never seen That's Howard great. run his life. He's all fucking around, ball-headed motherfucker. That's hilarious. But those were actually very handy apps, like yeah, Reverse Tool. Because we didn't even stop. You guys just like yeah, jumped on your bikes on. and caught up. It was yep. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we were all ready for it. So five Ish. of you guys, six of you guys. Six of us. There were six and of the us three and five multistratas. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's, good. that's quite a bit of a group you got there. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Except. And then we got to see uh, Bobby and Rob and Greg, Greg and Rich. And Rich. I heard you guys got free tacos we, and shit. We had, taco, we had lots of tacos. Yeah, it was really good. I had so, eight tacos. Goddamn, son. <laughs> Fucking eight, dude. <laughs> but um, Harrison, you've got a lot of miles under your belt and a big group ride, so that probably helped you a lot in getting more experience. It was awesome. So it's funny, I told Harrison I can relate to this because when I first started riding, you know, and Liza would do, and I would do things like this, where like, hey, let's go for a ride over the hill. Oh, first ride over the hill. <coughs> Similar to yours, and we've talked about this, like we went over the hill to Hayward to the motorcycle salvage yard, then we went to Arlen Ness's test road fucking... And, cro- and then Rabers. Cross countries, then rode back to Rabers, and then back over the hill and all in one day. But I'm curious, like, for you to have a because you wouldn't have done like woken up you wouldn't have woken up and been like hey I'm going to do this thing right. but you hopped on the ride so what was the day like for you well I did do that ride in November the Dia de los Muertos ride mm-hmm. and that was like right after I bought my bike so I was a super noob and that blew my mind <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You following Charlie ride. on that shit yeah. I was like what the fuck yeah. am I doing here right yeah you were doing like Mount Charlie and goat roads and oh, shit God. off the nine oh, I was I, like oh, right. what the you fuck? even saw Sid Take a oh, I saw the oh, down the mountain, yeah. and then I was next, like two bikes behind. And her. then the next ride you went on, yeah, there yeah. was, 
Emma. Oh, Emma's crash. Oh, Emma's crash. Emma, Emma and right Sonia crash. Oh, right. Ooh, so, I'm glad I didn't but, do this ahead But this ride was pushing my limits. You know, there was first, so I did 17, that, wet props. roads, rain, yeah. and, you know, and I uh, crashed and nobody a lot crashed. throughout the ride. No. And that no shit will change you. That shit changes a man. Oh, no. It was a good ride. And again, I appreciate it. Just the modest pace up in the hills. Because when you're... I was afraid you're riding with a bunch of dudes dressed like Power Rangers on Multistratas. And <laughs> <laughs> they, have the full they were going my pace. It was perfect. I assume they had that they wanted to prove something. Yeah, but the next thing no, you but know, they did. Were they but all who, full who, regalia? Is that what it was? Yeah. They oh, had yeah. that fucking. But, but <laughs> they're repping. After about ten minutes or fifteen minutes in the woods, like who's in the front? It's like Danny, me, and Liza. <laughs> it's like all the other dudes are in the back. I know. We, I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And then before we even got to the end of the ride, oh. who was in front? Yeah, because somebody had to like hog the spotlight. Aww. We let Danny lead the whole ra- the whole fucking two hundred and fifty miles to Moto Talbot. I couldn't take it anymore. The last three year- three miles, Liza fucking blows by him. I yeah. couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, I was like, what? You, me? I mean, well, and then apparently all my people just followed. Everyone fell out of rank. Oh, and took dude, off. it went. It was like Lord Lord of the Flies instantly. As soon as you broke rank, fucking Howie's whizzing by me at like a hundred on the Harley. <laughs> it was like like when you let the cows out and they've never seen grass. That's what I- how are we doing biker shit now? Let's go Valley shit. Road. It's on. But the most important thing is we did stick to our our motto, which is um, <clears throat> live to ride and ride to eat. Ride to eat, baby. And there was four food stops yeah. in that day. Mm. Really? Jesus. But no pie. And that How was before no dinner. <laughs> but yeah, you guys started me, with breakfast and then we went up to San Francisco, had bagels, and we went down and Carmel had tacos, and then on the way back to town, we stopped and got wings. And mac mm. and cheese. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so, good ride, good day, good experience. We went from yeah. rain and, and... Did we have hail yesterday? No, we had hail today. Went from rain to sun, great road, so... Great day, yeah. Good times. Um, <clears throat> rain so, and rainbows crushing dreams mm. <laughs> so for me. those who know we you know we get uh, a lot of people who come to the garage who are sent to the garage because a lot, <laughs> a lot of times it's a first time bike and they are told this is a great resource that they can come and work on their bike that's exactly <laughs> what happened um, gotcha bitch we're lying <laughs> 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 jokes on you one of the first people to show up was a guy named Michael who was told uh, that he met Mike who said come on down and he was riding a older Ninja 250 and you could tell it, it's had some wear and tear it had like some plastic pieces that the tabs had broken so it's all kind of a little disjointed but mm. um, <clears throat> you know it was okay and I'm like hey how you doing and, and, and he's hey yeah, I was told I can work on it here. Yeah, what is it you need to do? He goes, well, first of all, um, my turn signals don't work, so I think I need to check the fuse. Okay. Okay. That's a reasonable assumption. Or the fluid. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then he goes, and then, um, well... I already, uh, you know, I've been working on this bike, and I already I did an oil change, and I, uh, but I put in some 15 weight synthetic race oil, mm-hmm. and I'm like, good, yeah, good, you, you wasted your money, yeah. and uh, he goes, and um, I'm looking at getting a muzzy pipe because <laughs> it'll sound really cool, and you know, <laughs> this, it'll, it'll go faster, on it'll increase the power, yeah, <laughs> it's it's on the, this is on the Ninja 250, so I, this is when I went. Oh, yeah. Is Muzzy even still around? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I said, so let me explain something to you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, You're like, I'm so over this story. I'm just so over it. I know. We all heard it. <laughs> so if you want to change that pipe out just because it sounds good, 
you also now have to rejet it. And so now you're opening up a can of worms. You may or may not make the bike run better. And is it worth it to make it sound good? My answer is no. Uh, if you really want a bike that sounds good or ride has more power, then get a bigger bike. Um, <laughs> as for that oil, that was, you know, I know this is your baby. This is probably your first bike. And you want to treat it well. You are not it. this gentle. You are not this gentle. <laughs> I don't believe it. I, I was trying. Side. She was being nice. Yeah. And I'm like, so you just wasted your money, but... <laughs> um, and he goes, well, then I think I'm going to do the spark plugs next. I'm like, all right, so here's the deal. I know this is probably your first bike, and you're just kind of shooting in the dark at what to do. You're just kind of listing things you know that exist. And I'm going to tell you, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> what I would recommend is looking up the regular maintenance schedule for this bike and assume nothing's been done. Yep. Let's look at your chain. It's a little slack. Uh, this could use a uh, clean and, What's your tire and, and lubricate <laughs> adjustment. Um, and he goes, oh, no, he goes, no, I, I cleaned the chain. I oiled it. I put some WD-40 on. I'm like, okay. okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. How about um, lubricating the cables? How about uh, changing out the brake fluid? Have you checked your brake pads? What we do here, we don't sit around and talk about what's cool. <laughs> we, yeah, we do. We, <laughs> we totally do. make fun of people. Not who about think what's like, cool. oh, this pipe is cool. But what we will do here is we will uh, help you make this bike run better, ride better. Braking, uh, braking, and and turning is more important than going faster. So let's focus on that. Second of all, um, I notice you're wearing sneakers and a windbreaker. Oh, no. <laughs> um, do you have any gear? And I looked down, he had a new HJC helmet. Okay. So I know he's not spending a lot of money on his gear. Like, <clears throat> so um, here's the, here, I'll tell you what's cool. What's cool is somebody who rides their bike well, and it doesn't matter what bucket they're riding. It doesn't matter what two wheels they're riding, but if you ride well, everyone will think you're cool. The second thing is, if you ride that bike hard and you crash, but you were wearing full gear and you walked away, that's cool. <laughs> like, we dig that. So come on in here. We got a donation closet here full of gear. Why don't you go in there and pick out some gear? I can't believe you're this sweet, nice to person. <laughs> I still can't. I don't, I don't buy it. Oh, dude, he came up, though. He got Did this you? nice Revit jacket. Yeah. 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 And he got some nice, like, Alpine Star boots or something. Yeah. So he got kitted out, mm, and then nice. he just kind of sat around and stared at his bike because he didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, he never did bring up, I said, Google maintenance service and i will help you yeah, yeah youtube that shit and he's like yeah i know i found this cool forum no nah. <laughs> that's not it is this a college yeah. kid just recently uh, no, mid-20s i'm yeah. guessing okay nice guy he said he would come back when things picked up when more people were there he didn't come back so i don't know if i crushed him <laughs> uh, he might he might he might come back at some point he might, breaks, he might come well, back well you didn't do it publicly like normal. Uh, yeah. No. No. Yeah, well, good. But well, you know what I'll say nice is guy. that's good advice. And Aww. it's like, I mean, that dude scored. I mean, if nothing else is, you probably gave him gear that's worth more than his bike, <laughs> which is a smart thing to do. I know. And bless well, his heart. And he kept saying, oh, no, I got a good deal. This bike runs great. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, it'll only go up to 100, but it's still, it's a great bike. Yeah. He'll go home and In he'll sneakers? think about what you said. You know what I'm saying? He'll be YouTubing that. Uh, that's cool. I that's awesome. So. That's I think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. That, that That's kind of like recycling in a nutshell. 
Really? Yeah. If he had stayed and actually fixed his bike. So, <laughs> I know. If he had stayed and done Sometimes anything. Sometimes we fix bikes. And took it out the garbage. <laughs> it's like, it's what's great is like, you're kind of, he has this idea of what riding motorcycles is like, and everybody has that from the get-go. It's always from the outside in, right? Because you're looking at somebody doing some cool looking shit, and you want to be that cool guy doing cool shit. Yeah, but then there's like the reality of like, it, it it starts from the inside out, really. Generally, well, when, when you're new, you're like, I'm gonna drill out my fucking muffler, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so fucking, you haven't gonna fucking <laughs> <laughs> just drill this uh, shit out. You got a hole saw. <laughs> you know the thing is, I was that person one time. Uh, Everybody was. We all were. No, that's great. I don't think Jim ever got the opportunity to. We could we put the kibosh no, on that. Was, quite I, I researched how long of a drill bit I would need to drill out okay, the exhaust of an FC6. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is that person at some yeah. point, and that's why I'm like, you know what? I just I just need to I need to just yeah. squash this right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's good, again, he went away with gear and and you know telling him that you'll be respected on no matter what you ride as long as you're riding well. So well, what if he left going? Oh, what about just squares, man? <laughs> squares. I don't know. Oh, uh, since Charlie's not here, <laughs> oh, I want to throw him under the bus real quick. Oh yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> it's great. See, I told it was, you that was great. awesome. That was good. So uh, Charlie and Micah got um, a joint together, like a yeah. joint venture, got a Grom. Yeah. And they went in with their friend. They got a deal. They found two. two Groms that a married couple bought, put 200 miles on each of them before they had a child and stopped riding completely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he, they got the two of them for forty nine hundred bucks. I was, nice. I was saying they got rid of the bikes. They should have got rid of the kid. <laughs> no. Get more money for the kid. Hey, hell yeah! Are you kidding me? <laughs> People in China love white babies. <laughs> oh, no. oh god! How do you think Knock affords this place? That's right. <laughs> you know how many kids I sold, man? <laughs> Slinging them kids. <laughs> so um, no, 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 child trafficking. Micah was so proud. She rode up on that thing. She was so. Happy. That's the happiest I think I've ever seen her. And uh, so, I was for her. so their beaming. friend bought one of them, and yeah. Mike and Charlie are sharing the other. And I'm no doubt it's for hooliganing, hooliganing around town and going to the racetrack. Well, we decided you can do three things with those bikes. You can get arrested, <laughs> you can get away, or you can get a compound fracture. <laughs> you can do all those things at the same time. That's what's great about it. So uh, Micah brought it in. What she start? Did she do an oil change right away? I think. Yeah, they yeah. did an oil change. Oil change right away, and these things look brand new. And uh, perfectly. And I had immaculate. asked, like, "Hey, can I? I haven't ridden one yet. Can I ride it?" She's like, "Sure." As soon as I'm done with oil change. I come out and as soon as she's done with the oil change, Charlie has put on his tracksuit and is like <laughs> doing donuts around the parking lot, riding in and doing out of the, the parking lot. And next thing we hear is. Uh, no, he comes in, he comes around the corner and uh, right like, by his van where like he's parked. Valentino Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Turn seven Aww. at Aragon. And he's like, I got my knee down. Yeah, but then the bike went down too. Yeah. And you saw Micah jump up with that look on her face and oh my baby. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. And she goes Son running over We've only added two hours. <laughs> oh. Hey wait, does it, oh, 
Okay, doesn't does that no. mean he gets a stack holio pin? Well, I don't think that's it. Oh shit! So Called you out, bitch. I think he. I think he has I the stack holio pin. Ah, yeah. oh, well, that shit. Uh, yeah. He should just wear a giant so, dick around his neck. Yeah, so, <laughs> you two of those. He broke the turn signal off and scraped it up, but it started oh, back up. And then off, I did get I to see. ride well it. Done. And it was it was a fun ride. It is. Um, you now can fit on that thing. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> I know. How are your knees? No, it's comfortable. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Right. So you're going to um, go cross country on the ground? <laughs> well, it felt a lot like the bikes we rode in Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, Jeremy, you yes. came in on your XR650R and wanted to change out your shock. Yep. My old one was pretty bad. It, and was, it was leaky. leaky. You started taking it apart. You were getting to the shock. And right away, you... Well, I want to say, first of all, this is something the old Jeremy wouldn't have done. The old Jeremy wouldn't have taken the time to start dismantling things to get to what he's working on. He would have spent an hour trying to figure out how to make a tool to bend around well, the you gotta thing. we got to get that extendo, the right? swivel. And <laughs> <laughs> so this joint. time, you're now you've gotten to that point, and this is a sign of somebody becoming a better mechanic where you just dig in and start, yeah, I'll have to take the exhaust off shirt. I'll just take the exhaust off. Okay, now I'll just have to detach this. You don't work around. You just dug in. And you finally got to it where it was exposed and you could get a wrench on there, but you were having trouble turning the wrench. Well, I was just testing it out, and I live in perpetual fear of stripping things out since I've done that so many times. I was like, I don't want to crank on it. I'm in that Uh, plane, too. I got lies over here. (laughs) Especially with dirt bikes around. Yeah. Yeah. Linkages. So... Uh, he's over there struggling and he's trying to get it loose and this is where I, I said you know I, I i don't teach mechanics so much as i teach tools so what trick did i give you oh leverage yeah I- stick a pipe on it yep <laughs> that's all it is one of the best tools the in the cheater shop bar stick a pipe on it wait you didn't give him a fucking breaker bar we have a breaker bar yeah, but that's half drive. Yeah, that kind of scared me though. I'm like, I'm gonna strip this if I put more more force on it, but it it, it came out. It, it was fine. Yeah, it sometimes you out. just gotta give it the business, man. You just gotta give it that initial go, and it'll mm-hmm. just come off. And why were you changing out the shock? <clears throat> the old one was like a pogo stick, and it was not just seep. It was like it wasn't weeping. It was seeping oil, like a it was, lot it was of a blown, it. It was a blown. It was shock. just blown out. Yeah. And oh, also at like 65 <laughs> miles an hour, it would just start floating, and my front end would start. Ooh. flapping around and the rear end would start That's flapping around too. Look. Yeah, it's a little sketchy. So, a little bit. Wanted to handle that. So, how did it go? Was it pretty easy overall? Because I saw you put it back together, take it apart, put it back together, take it well, apart. Well, this is where what the planning comes in. I start, I'd start putting one part in and I realized that I had routed some like wires wrong and I needed to take it out again or check something. Yeah, so. It, the it was, learning curve. Yeah. But now I'll be able to do it really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't feel bad because that's actually my method. I mean, it's no secret. I don't like to use manuals or instructions <laughs> or photos. My method is to take stuff apart, just throw it on the ground, and then <laughs> try and figure out where all the pieces of the puzzle go back together. And a lot of times you put it together and then you go, oh, shoot, I forgot this part. Take it's... it apart. But every time I do that, put it together, take it apart, I have a better understanding of the relationship of every piece. Yeah, it's really yeah. handy for those reverse threads. Huh? It drives not, <laughs> it drives it drives not absolutely crazy. It drives me nuts. But this is how my first. brain works, and this is how I learn yeah, I, how it I, all goes together, what the functions are. You can still learn it just by looking at the fucking manual. You're like, you know, <laughs> oh, that's a re- 
reverse thread, I'm actually tightening it this time. You know what I mean? Like, I will say, or you can look at the bolt on that one because yeah. you can see the thread pattern on a bolt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or the little trick, like on the reverse threaded nut, aren't the uh, edges kind of like? Yeah, flattened off. That's actually a good point. We Most about, of them are. Yeah, we were about the, to put a the fuck, corners are clipped. Because we were taking Liza, we we're actually taking your fucking DR three fifty apart, and we we're having a problem with this nut, and we we're about to put the impact like the oh. plug in impact wrench on it. Yeah, yeah. fabulous. Fucking, and we we're about to like unloosen it, and Emma's all. Do not try oh, this. At- did you know that was reverse threaded? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we knew. Yeah. Click. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, motherfucker. <laughs> Some engineer at the drafting board is just like, I'm going to screw with them. I'm going to make exactly. this reverse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Rise, doubt bitch. that. We're going to make a shitload of money here. So, Jeremy, how was it? Did it make a big difference? Um, yeah. I was, I, uh, Knock helped me you know, do all the settings with it, mess with the clickers, and it feels way less bouncy. Um, on the way home, I'm going to hit the freeway and see how it feels. <laughs> And I'm just gonna mess with it. He's as gonna it hit the freeway Dude, on two wheels. instead of the freeway. Why don't you hit some speed bumps? Well, that's true. Well, I want to check if you. it helped with the with the head shake at like you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. should go on Delaware. Not to tell you the ones you can get good air on. <laughs> He's got the city yeah, mapped yeah, out. Yeah, definitely ride some wheelies, dude. Are you just, um, I'm putting those on hold for a little bit after my last uh, experience. It'll happen though. I have the right bike for it now. <laughs> Are you just gonna become an, our next Andy, where your exhaust is gonna just fall off like the middle of the ride home? Well, I don't weld my own exhaust or weld my own handlebars, so they don't come apart while. I'm writing, hopefully. <laughs> Dude, when Andy's chopper His handlebars fucking fucking off. He's still holding it and riding it like he's this. He's fucking hardcore, dude. <laughs> Andy was fucking hard as a motherfucker. Yeah, he's missed. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. Miss you, Andy. Yeah, Pacific Northwest, we, we, we still man. see you he in was the legit, Southwest. Dude. That was that XS650 yep. fucking yeah. motor he had in that thing? Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen <laughs> that you, motherfucker on the road. It looks oh, nothing uh, like Oh, the guy one, trying though. to sell it now. Uh, I was talking to Devin. He said he saw it for sale on Craigslist. And he told Andy. Yeah, <laughs> he's passing it on. You're shooting me, really? Yep. You can buy oh it if you want. God. <laughs> oh my <laughs> handlebars like that. Uh, and what's broken off? Maybe we oh should. Oh God. <laughs> uh, crazy. Hey, time for our next segment and to introduce our next guest. So if all went well, then we should have Sean McSweeney on the line. Sean, are you there? Hey, there he is. Hey, Sean. So Sean was a roving reporter for us, and he went on down to Daytona Bike Week. So um, you better not be sober, son. Yeah. <laughs> so for those who have not been, um, like myself, Sean, um, my image that it's all um, fat guys on Harleys and hot <laughs> chicks in bikinis. Is that correct? Oh, fuck. Really leathery. Like they hang out at the beef jerky factory. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Come come to California. No, but there's more than that there, isn't there? Yeah, no, it's... There's so many people down there. That's the stigma is, you know, you know, fat old dudes riding big Harleys, and they got, you know, they're hot, you know girlfriend with them for the weekend and uh no there's just so much more down there there's super mo- yeah there's super motards there's sport bikes i'm on like a sport tour i got a 2004 honda vfr 800 nice. oh, oh, bike, man. too soon yeah, too soon right oh, yeah, too soon 
Did somebody have a VFR in there? Yeah. yeah. Well, they did. They well, did. yeah. Now, now did, they is have the, uh, did is the big. Uh, <laughs> so Henry just one. lost his VFR. Treated in for so, oh, all right. Uh, so um, yeah, I heard your story, Henry. Sorry to hear about your crash, man. Hey, at least I'm riding. So, and it sounds yeah, like you're you riding go. an awesome bike, dude. Mm-hmm. So, I've ridden it. <laughs> so uh, for a for somebody who's not riding a big twin, are you? Are you accepted down there? Is it open to everyone? I mean, what is Daytona Bike Bike Week really like? Well, like, for the most part, the first time I went down there last year was my first time. And I rode a 1972 Yamaha R5C, little two-stroke, scooting around. <laughs> and I thought I was going to get so much shit from these guys. <laughs> but half of them, they all grew up, and they were like, that was my first bike. Or oh, blah, blah, yeah. Whatever. They all had a story out of it. About nice. It. So, I mean, I was, I was accepted with open arms and I knew going down there this year, I wouldn't have any issues either. Really. It's all of, it's everything. Everybody has everything in common because they are, everybody's a rider down there and they're just happy to be riding and having a place that they can all, you know, a hundred thousand people can can congregate. Congregate. Excuse me. That's the word I'm looking for. And, um, all share the same experience, you know, I'm sorry, you're breaking up a little bit there. We heard they come to worship motorcycles. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So everybody has, you know, a common thing. They all love motorcycles. They all love riding. That's, you know, and that's kind of the the feeling you get down there. And um, I'm assuming that there was plenty of places to buy bandanas and... (laughs) Dried fruit chaps. and sunglasses. Right? Oh, what about the bitch fell off t-shirts, son? I was son? just gonna say. <laughs> oh, there's there's so many of those. Oh my there's god. So many of those. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like every every ten feet there's another store with something like that. I actually I had to buy like a some handmade leather leather koozie because my phone died down there. I mm. lost my friends and I used the guy, you know, his his phone, the vendor's phone, to find them and I, I felt bad, so I had to, <laughs> had to buy some leather. And like two days later, ends up you know coming apart in my hands with a Aww. beer around it. And, you know, it's just cheap stuff. But surely there's but, a know, reason you're going down there. What are some of the highlights of the event for you? You know, getting around down there, riding. It's like spring break for bikers. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's spread out. So there's there's bars you know all over. You can go wake up early, go to you know the big. Harley dealership and get a test ride next to it. They've got a really cool bar uh, called the iron horse. And it, it looks mm. like, you know, um, like a pirate's paradise. Like Disneyland. I rode a mechanical exactly. little mini motorcycle yesterday. It was so fun. I felt like I could have been like a, a, in a playground motorcycle playground. That's how it was at Moto Talbot anyway for me. <laughs> They literally have one. It, it sounds like you could get drunk before like eight o'clock, which is kind of cool. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> right, so, here, here, I, so did you ride your? your I, I, did you ride on the beach? Did you ride on the beach? Ooh. I did not ride on the beach. Oh, I did not ride on. You didn't get your Burt Monroe on and feel fucking. <clears throat> anyway, that that would be fun. I uh, was down there. We went to like a old school restaurant down there, and they have all the pictures of where they used to race on the beach and like the day yeah. they had. Motorcycle races, car races, and all that stuff. That was really fun. I never rode on the beach. I rode last uh, year on the beach on the 72 Yamaha R5C. Oh, nice. That was fun, you know. But uh, really, you're just going straight for the most part. So, for a really long time, though. But it's... 
really long time. It isn't all just uh, big twins and cruising. There's some uh, fast bikes there too. What did you go see? <laughs> we want to hear the squid report. Let's hear the squid report. Wait, did you see the guy that. fly in the air? Do you remember um, that? We talked Day- about the Daytona 200. Yes. The high-sided. Oh, that was wicked. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was wicked. Were you and, there? Uh, that, that's a that's a pretty good story. I was there, so that's a good intro into this. Wow. I, I an inner misfit before I went down there. Well, and, um, we, we should describe the race, too. Oh, yeah, I will. I definitely will. Um, I was inspired by some previous podcasts where people had written in basically saying, you know, hey, I used you guys' name to get a press pass to this motorcycle show or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so what? That's awesome. What? <laughs> the anarchist in me goes, like, yes. There's a pinky next to my lips. Hmm. <laughs> Keep going. I, I expanded out, and I was like, hey, let's see if we can get into, you know, Daytona with this. And um, <laughs> so I approached him. First called. And the guy, Bill, the credentials manager, he was like, hmm, podcast. He didn't even really know what it was. <laughs> and he's like, if I had to, if I gave one to y'all, I'd, you, I'd have to give one to everybody. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I, I, I name dropped the Nor- ride with Norman Reedus on AMC. His ears perked up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, all, you better be a Patreon subscriber. That's all I got to say. <laughs> He is now. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Can we hear you? I want to get into the Miss Emma spot, but uh, somebody got there just before me. So, uh, but I am a Patreon <laughs> subscriber. I love what you guys do. It's really awesome. So, but yeah, so, tell us about the race. Yeah, go. Yeah. All right. Uh, the race was. I got there, and I heard Jim talking about it last week, where it's just like the banking on there is so crazy that it looks like mm-hmm. you know if they just stopped, they would just fall right off. And so when I pull in, I've got a press pass. Like, I'm all giddy. I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. I've never been to Daytona Speedway before. And you get to go in through a tunnel into the infield. I'm the only one in the tunnel, so I'm just revving it out all the way through. You got Dale Earnhardt on your right and um, Jeff Gordon on your left driving through the tunnel. As soon as you peek out of the infield tunnel, there's turn seven to your right, which is the turn, the big, you know, uh, sweeping turn. That's a part of the Daytona uh, NASCAR track. Yeah. They're coming out of the infield, but it's like one of the most banked turns there. And you just look up there, and these are screaming across there. They look like slot cars. Wow. And I was like, that right there was a cool experience. The facilities, I mean, they're, they're, you know, first-class world facilities, but just the scale of this track is amazing. And uh, I can see why they banned, you know, leader bikes from being there because I mean these guys are on 600. <laughs> that was a face. <laughs> but yeah, so I I got in there. I had the best pass. I arrived a little bit late. It's kind of hard to keep up with a you know a race when you're not in front of the TV or you can't see every turn. Mm-hmm. But I did my best to it, and I just kept going with the press pass. I'm like, I want to see how far this thing can get me. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> We know the feeling. <laughs> I stopped at the pit wall. And, like, the coolest part for me, like, I enjoyed watching the race and seeing all the turns, but the coolest part for me was walking down these pits. And I was I was pretty surprised to what I saw when I walked into the pits because it's been going on for so long. But when you walk into the pits, it was more like a privateer-type uh, atmosphere. Okay. So at they, Daytona? Uh, yeah, at cool. Daytona. 
you know, it, they've got, you know, the biggest tent I saw was maybe a 10 by 20 if they had two bikes. Um, but they all have the right equipment. You know, you got mom, dad, grandma, mm. friends, friends all sitting around doing the pits. And um, they just they get hyped up after they do a great pit. I got a question. So it was, it was pretty grassroots in terms of, like, the people racing motorcycles, huh? Like, it sounded like it was a family atmosphere that there was, like, families and, and like, friends doing this kind of stuff, yeah? Even though it's, like, a lot of money going in there. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Exactly. That's kind of like what I got from it. And yeah. obviously these people, they've been racing for years. You know, the whole family's been into it. Hmm. But that that's when I walked down pit row, you got grandma and grandpa sitting at the back of the pits watching, you know, you know, dad's racing and the kids are, you know, doing the tire change. Or, yeah, like, it's super cool. And yeah, and that's what I liked about it too. And I was telling Liza earlier, walking down one of the pits, there was a uh, team, they're all Spanish guys, they're all speaking Spanish. I just like, you know, popped in, like hung out by a couple tents, kind of hear what they're talking about or strategies or whatever. Mm. And uh, they went out there and they cranked out an awesome pit stop. No flaws, whatever it was. And when they hopped back over the fence, the whole tent erupted. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, some, that's something about that, that race. It's a cool race. It's 200, uh, was it 200 miles? Yeah, 200 And miles. like 50 some odd laps, 50, 60 laps. So it's an endurance race. You that's actually crazy. have to pit. So a big, I mean, and you think about how close motorcycle racing is, then you realize how important a pit stop is. Yeah. So the the Daytona racing, it's fascinating for a number of reasons. One, that big bank turn that people scream around. Um, the other is the fact you actually have to pit. So it talks about tire management, all that kind of <clears> stuff. It, I think it's a it's a wicked cool race. I'm envious you got to go. No, no, I appreciate it, and thanks for letting me use y'all's name. Yeah, for sure. Um, the pits were awesome. I love the the enthusiasm. You don't see that kind of enthusiasm enthusiasm from a pit crew when you know in like regular professional racing. They they did their job and they just walk off the track. They don't really get too emotional about it. So it's it's kind of fun to see that everybody was invested in the race. Cool. Were there factory teams or is it all just privateers? That leads me to my next thing. I would say that obviously they would have Yamaha backed, you know, part sponsorships, maybe not a hundred percent, but I didn't, like I said, I did not see the professionalism that it would be from a factory team. Mm. So I got one last thing to ask is um, we talked about that dude and I can't remember his name that high sided because you don't see high sides like that much anymore. You know, the two stroke days, you know, that was, everything was broken collarbone, but you said you had a story about the dude that high sided. Because you went like yeah, a fucking football field. Being, dude, it was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous. And I I, we, I was sitting in the media room when it first happened. Oh, and like, wow. All Sipping guys champagne. around me were just like, they're all like, oh. And that's kind of how you knew it was a really bad one when all the media guys are really cringing over it. I left the but, room when it happened. I'm like, I'm going to go in the other room. His name was Valentine Wait, Device. Was or is? Is, is. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Very is. good clarification, actually. Because there was a moment where he did not move. And you're just like, oh, shit. I, I looked into it further. He walked away, or not walked away. He got carted off. He had a concussion and a compressed disc of some sort. Mm. But his safety gear, you know, wear your safety gear, guys. Right, always. It, uh, for the most part. Cool. And. I think you might miss the barber round of like Moto America or something like that. But yeah, we'll give a shout out to him. Valentine DeBice. He was the pole position of the race. 
Mm-hmm. That crash happened at lap 10 at 135 miles an hour. He wow. fucking launched, That sucks dude. and like, sucks more. Whoa, and ragdolled like a motherfucker. Wow. Was so, and, and can you recap who came for second and third and what were they riding? I will. My, my personal favorite of just picking somebody on the day, I either go by number or the bike that I like. It was number 69, Danny Eslick. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's a good number. He came in first place, and it was his uh, fourth time winning the Daytona 200. Yeah. And then we had another a French gentleman who's out there from uh, California. I'll send Eliza the information. Maybe you guys can get him on the podcast. Came in second, who was leading most of the ha- second half of the race, Robertino Pietri, Yamaha R6. Mm. I'll add that Danny Eslick was also on a Yamaha R6. It's like an R6 race, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then third place, Corey West, Yamaha R6, just squeezing in there at the last last couple uh, laps, get himself a third place finish, podium finish. All right, cool. Nice. And so what you would recommend that anybody on any kind of bike can go to this event and have a good time? Oh, yeah, for sure. I have, I have another question hey. about about the press pass. Is, is, there, hey. is there sex in the champagne room? <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> it wasn't quite that fancy <laughs> so it's not like AMA vintage days then. <laughs> super classy Gatorades and uh, saltine crackers and if you want some sex would, what's Mike say you got a hand job out back <laughs> <laughs> hand job in the alleyway very nice very nice <laughs> Though I, I would say at vintage days, it's not so much sex in the champagne room as much as it is like a, a hand job in a school bus. Sleeping in the oh. <laughs> Liza's taking donations. Don't, don't look garage. at me, Bob. Don't go you. in the school bus. Anyway. Farmer. Anyway. All right. Anyway. Sean, thanks for calling in and giving us a report. I think we'll have to put that on our someday list to go attend that. Cause yeah. I think you're the only one who has better weather down there than, than we would up here. He's our Sunshine State correspondent. <laughs> hey, Sean, thanks for taking the initiative, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. Good stuff, man. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. And I listen to y'all every Monday at work, and you make Mondays not suck. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a compliment. I'm going to sign out with my little uh, tag, Sue Woo. <laughs> are you in a gang so or something you. oh hey sean real quick what's your up the butt bike oh i already had this written down oh. <laughs> prepared a bruff superior eliza that's oh. my up the butt bike Ooh, that's that a is good a one. butt worthy yeah. bike yes that's 100 right for sure nice, nice. Cool. all right sean well, what'd you say ss 100 uh, I don't know. I didn't get that too much into him. I think I saw it on a TV show one time. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for calling in, and we'll stay in touch. All right. Thanks, guys. Have all a good right. night. Right, Take it bye. easy, dude. Right, cool. Excuse me. If you hear all the coughing, it's me. I'm the one who's dying. Um, hey, Knock. Yes. I know you like to watch MotoGP. A little bit. What's uh, is, is there a good track in Italy? Mugello? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, have you ever dreamed of going over to Italy, renting a bike, riding through, say, the vineyards, oh. going to the Ducati factory? Oh. What about getting a Panigale and going to Mugello and Absolutely riding it there? Not. I dream about that shit all day. 
Dude. <laughs> Guess what? What? This guy does it. He makes oh, this happen. What? And you can do it too. Dreams have a price. So, they do. <laughs> so as we said price. earlier, with us we have Cat McLeod of Mc. Uh, layout escapes. Layout escapes. Yeah, let's just yeah. <laughs> layout layout escapes. It's confusing, but yeah, layoutescapes.com. Mm-hmm. So he's making dreams come true. Yeah. Track and, and tour. Track not tour. just uh Italy. Ooh, you also hey, I know Laguna Seca. Yeah. Because we do have some world class roads and a track here. Yes. Where else are you taking people? Um, well, this year, the, the Choose the Dream Tour that everyone voted on is finally running, and that's uh, Spanish Pyrenees to Aragon. That's the one that everyone voted Ooh, for. The Aragon. Uh, my favorite tour is Zoxenring in the Italian oh. Alps. Uh, and we've been switching it off each year. We go to Mugello in Italy, or we do a Mizano. We've been switching it off uh, each year. And then, of course, uh, my favorite MotoGP course, uh, and you ask uh, the pro riders and amateur riders too, is Phillip Island. Yeah, Phillip yeah. Island. That's a glorious yeah, circuit. You guys have to cross an ocean for that one. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a long and flight. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. I How long have you been doing this? Because I heard about this years ago. This this will be year six. Yeah, I nice. remember hearing about this years ago and going, oh, that would be so cool. But instead, I went to Pakistan. <laughs> no, um, you get big props for going to the Pakistan tour. I was so envious. I, I, I kept up on the Facebook post on that one. Ah, uh, cool. So I want to go back, though. We know that you're making dreams happen, but let's find out where these dreams began. When uh, did you start riding, and what was your first bike? Uh, I started riding when I was 11 years old. The next-door neighbors, the Lindstrom family. Uh, <laughs> Gunnar Lindstrom was a... Uh, Sounds were they blonde? scary. Gunnar uh, Lindstrom. Gunnar Lindstrom, uh, he was a... He was a a professional racer and race team manager at the time. I didn't know that to me. He was just this cool next door neighbor who was an engineer and had bikes and his kids were wicked fast. Yeah. Yeah. I could never in, keep up with them. Was this in America or were you Yeah, this is in this is in Thousand Oaks, California. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think the first bike, but I rode their bikes for so long because they just had this big stable of bikes. And, but eventually, I think my first motorcycle that was actually mine uh, was an XR200. Nice! Yeah, oh, just, holy shit! You know, Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, just an off-road bike, but I did. I had a, an, yeah, I had an ATC. Yeah. Oh, oh you yeah. survived! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your spine is probably like three times as thick now because of it. Well, there's no rear <laughs> suspension on those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. And uh, were you riding uh, dirt track, street? Mm. Like, I started out in the dirt. <laughs> Uh, and like it's, I said, it's the, a gateway. Yeah, I started out in the dirt, which is a good place to learn traction. Uh, and like I said, it, the the kids, the Lindstrom boys, were always so much faster than me. They just had that natural, inborn talent that I never had. But it didn't matter because it was a so much damn fun. I would <laughs> yeah. pay. I would pay twenty grand right now just to have another rainy afternoon with my buddies in Thousand Oaks, where the dirt gets nice and tacky, and we're just ripping around on our little XR seventy fives, and yeah, (laughs) we just had so much fun. Those are the best days. (laughs) So uh, I was never that good of a rider, but it didn't matter. Nice, (laughs) good feeling. And. did you ride throughout your your teenager years? Yeah, I, I got kicked out of the house because I bought a, a Honda NX650. Dominator! Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I bought that bike and that was it. My parents kicked me out because I bought a street bike. I'm like, that's fine. You and your rules, man. <laughs> that's what I think about your rules. Yeah. 
Uh, and I, I eventually, when I managed to convince them that, yes, I, I was a straight-A student and I got all these great test scores, that, yeah, maybe I should go to college. So <laughs> uh, They refused to let me take the bike to college for the first two semesters, and then as soon as I, I'm like, no, I want my bike. Yeah. So and my next bike after that was a CBR 900, and I was a complete squid. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, that was the. Did you get it when it first came out? The uh, uh, I got 1994. But, yeah. yeah, I had a red and black one. It was yeah. ridiculous. With the one with the holes, right? Yeah, the holes and and the twitchy 16 inch front yep. tire. Yeah. Oh. Yep. yeah, and I did not know what the hell I was doing. Yeah, I should not have had that bike. Sounds about right. That's yeah. cool. Perfect experience. Yeah. So 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 connect the dots for us. So you go from that to what you're doing now. Yeah. Because we all want to do what you're doing now. Because what you're doing now is fucking epic. We'll talk more about that though. But kind of how do you transition from that that childhood into into what you're doing? Uh, well, I I got three college degrees. Um, international. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like putting 15 weight synthetic race oil in yeah. an Energy 250. Yeah. Well. Oh. Yeah. The the, the world. The time <laughs> managed to convince a lot of us Gen X kids that if you go to school and get good grades, Dude, then you'll then you'll get a good paying job and you'll never have to do menial hard labor and and you'll live, live a good life. <laughs> You're like, it's yeah. better. I get the right like I'm just curious, how many degrees are just on the couch here? <laughs> I have five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. How many you got, Henry? Just one for now. <laughs> so we have nine yeah, on yeah. the on the. Yeah. Uh, you, know what, you know what? You, you know what you're giving, Liza. You're giving him the third degree. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get that in college, son. <laughs> so all the dreams of becoming, you know, I, I figure we, when dreams fail, I guess you end up living a more interesting life. Yeah. Liza knows because she crushes them constantly. You know, man, that's yeah. that's that's really 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 good way of putting it yeah, yeah. well you know it's, i think about cool. you know i could have been living you know let's see executive c-level probably representing some german company yeah probably on my third trophy wife now so hey wait a minute this doesn't sound all that bad yeah. <laughs> uh, but as it would you know happens uh I've, I've done a number of jobs in the motorcycle industry uh bell ray bike bandit did my time at leo vinci usa mm -hmm. uh, like just about everybody in northern california yeah, so, you, yeah. You, so you know josie at leo vinci yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you worked cool. in the industry. I mean, that's something a lot of people dream of, you know, figure out what you love to do, figure out how to get paid for it. Yeah. And how long did you do that for? Well, technically, I'm still doing it. Yeah, you know, technically it's, you are. It's, it's, it's still my thing. Um, I, I insisted, though, every time I would run into a lot of people in the industry that for every person working in the motorcycle industry, there's 10 other guys working a shit job who just wish, just wish, just for once they could work in the motorcycle industry. And you know what? Yeah. You need to owe it and show some respect to those guys and don't treat your job in the motorcycle industry like it's a hobby. I it's thought, a I job. thought you were going to say for every 10 guys, working in the motorcycle industry there's a hundred guys working in the yeah, motorcycle industry probably, yeah. not making enough money <laughs> yeah, yeah there's that too it's you don't go into this industry to make a big boatload of cash that's for sure yeah yeah it's so, a passionate thing definitely did you start going on tours on your own uh, my first tour, I <laughs> my grandparents sent me on one of those ridiculous bus tours through Europe after I finished my first two degrees. By like, yourself? It was one of those bus, yeah, well, bus tour, but with a whole bunch of Australians and Canadians. Yeah. And, <laughs> and how old were you? Uh, I was twenty-five. That's a great time to do it. Yeah. So and, those motherfuckers know how to drink. 
Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. So, do you get mistaken for a Viking in Europe as much as you do in America? Everyone in Europe thinks I'm from Denmark or from or from Holland, <laughs> from, uh, from the, uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. But I thought, I thought you were from that planet that Thor comes from. What's that fucking place with the Rainbow Bridge? Asgard. Oh, I thought you yeah, meant He Man. Yeah. Asgard. He-Man. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. But on that bus tour, uh, we were going through Brenner Pass in a, in a bus, and I looked down and I see bikes going by, mm. and I'm just let get me off this bus. <laughs> I looked at those guys. I'm like, that is what I want to do. Yes. Totally. And, and and you know, four years later, I was back doing it for the first time with a with a tour company. So this That's- is your your first trip back on on the motorcycle was. Uh, was just you doing the thing that you wanted to do, and then that eventually led to you starting your own company? Or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mainly because you get to a certain age where you have all this education and all this experience, and most people who are Gen X know this, there's yeah. no work for you. Yeah, this is true. There's, there's no That's job. True. So it's, it's a weird generation, especially yeah. the tour tail end of it, too. Yeah. Did you start in one country first? Uh, yeah, we start. I started right here in California. Uh, doing motorcycle tours. Yeah, no, this is the best place in all the United States to ride, and I will have that happy argument with anyone. Mm. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Wait a minute, I'll have that with you right now. Uh, I know a little road called the Dragon. (laughs) I wouldn't say that that is actually the best place to ride. It's beautiful, but it doesn't, I mean. But it's like through a dry county, man. Through a dry county (laughs) on wet roads. (laughs) We had this conversation earlier um, that there is people for coming from six or seven states going down there to all share the same road cars motorcycles everything and it's i've been on a bunch of times it is a great fun road sure but it's very hard to get it to yourself yes yeah. <laughs> and it i've been on there like on a touring bike not like carving too fast but i've had sport bikes come around the corner cutting corners almost taking me out yeah. so it is dangerous going there as well as car clubs but the um, roads out here on the other hand, if you get out in the right roads, are pretty empty. So well, we have Serpent to the Sea, yeah. Highway 36, yep. yeah. Red Bluff oh, to Fortuna. Oh, oh, oh hi, oh, hi. 1,811 so, curves over 140 miles. <laughs> I, so yeah, I wanna, this is where I want to go. I want to say, it's can you so good. list off your favorite roads here? Favorite roads in Northern California, well, definitely Highway 36, mainly because it's just something to you know, to brag about. You got to stand next to the sign. This is 140 miles, mm-hmm. uh, and the the pass in the Sierras that's definitely worthy of anything you might do in Europe, and that's Ebbets Pass, Highway 4. It's a yeah. challenging yeah. road. It is. Uh, it is, but it's just it's crazy. It's nuts. It's goofy, like the the roads in Europe. But the difference yeah. is there's not near as many people on it. Yep. Uh, and, and it's just a blast. They're usually in great condition because they close them off during yeah. winter, and yeah. they're just pristine. Yeah. And uh, this the best stretch of coastline I have done anywhere in the world, and I've ridden around a lot of places. The best stretch of coastline is still between Leggett and Jenner on Highway One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's it, awesome. it beats the Great Ocean Road in Australia. This is, sorry, Australian friends, it, it does. <laughs> No, it's something we talk about all the time. Um, Yeah, we know that there are great roads in every state that you can go ride. Um, But oftentimes there's very few of those great roads. We have so many that we can go do rides up in the hills on really small roads and uh, have a lot of fun and hardly see any cars at all, which is great. So we are truly spoiled here. So is that what brought you to Northern California? I came up here to do my undergrad degree and I stayed for the riding. It's exactly, exactly. It sounds like my story here. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, what was the first tour that you put together? 
Uh, the first tour I put together was in, was a Northern California tour for about a week, uh, going to doing the Sierras, doing the Northern Sierras, doing the coastline, doing Highway 36 uh, for a group of guys out of Southern California. Uh, and that, that's just sort of kicked it off there. So I went over to Europe, actually, to promote this tour with some German folks I met uh, as when I when I toured Norway. Uh, and the idea for the track and tour uh, yeah. came to us at uh, a little racetrack called Gosdun. And this is where after after the track day, I'm hanging out with a bunch of Germans. My German isn't that good. Their English kind of sucks, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, We're all riders. Uh, and, you know, I'm eating my sausages and drinking my beer and everyone's laughing. And having worked in the tour industry for so long, I'm, I'm a nut for authentic things. Now, I hate tourist traps. And to me, I was oh, like, yeah. this is so authentic. There's nothing more authentic than a track day. There's no tourists here. Yeah. So I'm like, how can I get Americans to come over and do this? Well, we have to take them to a track they might have heard before. Okay, well, it's got to be like a MotoGP track. Okay, mm. so my crazy buddy Matthias was just, yeah, let's go to Zoxendring. <laughs> so the first tour, well, it's I'm like, well, they're not going to come all the way over here and just do two days worth of track time. Well, what are we going to do with them? I mean, they don't want to just fly home. We've got to have like a road tour with it. Oh, yeah. Well, where do we go? Where do we always go? Dolomites. They yeah, all go. They all go to the, the Italian Alps. Alps. Yeah. It's it's wow. where all of Europe goes uh, as riders goes to goes to ride. So Zoxenring in the Italian Alps was run the first time. It was an absolute disaster the first tour, but <laughs> it didn't matter because yeah. everyone had so much fun. <laughs> and I told people at the beginning of the tour, I says, I don't care if somebody dies on this tour. Oh. We are doing this again because the response from people within the riding community was like. Yeah, this is insane. Let's go do it. <laughs> uh, so we did it. <laughs> you know what's cool is like you get to deal with people who are down for adventure too. Like motorcycles yes. are a little off in the sense that they like to, if it's difficult, they'll do it kind of thing, you know? Well, track riders are like motorcycle concentrate. You yeah, know that, that exactly. independently minded person. Yeah. Well, someone who's going to push it a little bit harder into turn three at Thunder Hill is yeah. not going to be intimidated by a menu that's not in English. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's your great. average tourist. That's a tourist, great analogy. Yeah, your average tourist is like, wait, wait, wait where's the English menu? And, you know, and they're, they're kind of saying, <laughs> track riders like, what's that? I don't know. Order it. Let's find out. You know, and, you know, and the Schweinhaxer comes in, and it turns out it's a big four leg of a pig that's been deep fried, and it's good. Yeah. You know, yeah. But nobody knew what it was. All right. So let's just get to some of the facts. Can you list off exactly what tours you currently offer? Sure. And what bikes are available on those tours? Ooh. Okay. That's okay. First tour this year will be uh, the Italian Dream. Uh, and that that's with a track day at Mugello and then riding around uh, the back roads of Italy with our Italian guide Enrico. Enrico. Uh, and the, the bikes on that are a collection of BMWs, Ducatis, and I believe we can also get a Moto Guzzi on that tour. Hey. He says, yeah. Just, they, they have a lot of character. <laughs> uh, and the tour, uh, the tour that we're running uh, one week after that, uh, which is the first time it's being run this year, is we're having the same tour, but instead of doing track time on Mugello, we're going to go watch MotoGP. <gasps> nice. Oh. 
That's so, a great place to watch DP. Ooh, too. That's a toss up. Jim, which would you do? Ride or watch? <laughs> I'd watch. I'd make a whole weekend of I want to like be on the track. Days. I would be so bummed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, after that is my favorite tour, Zoxenring in the Italian Alps. The most challenging sport touring we do and the most challenging MotoGP track we ride mm. with two days of track time on S1000 RRs. Uh, this is the only tour we also run full slicks at the track. The mechanic mm. uh, grabs the bike from you after your track session, puts it on the stand, puts the warmers on. Wow. Uh, it's it's pretty plush. Uh, array of motorcycles. Uh, there is the full range of the BMW line except for the S1000R. Mm. And I asked him, I said, why? This would be such a good bike for the Alps. He says, ach no, we go through rear tires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so pretty much every, my favorite bike for that is the S1000XR. Yeah. Uh, it's a brilliant bike. Mm-hmm. A shorter wheelbase, really good for uh, flipping around those yeah. so mm. many hairpin turns. Mm. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, the next tour we'll be doing is California and Laguna Seca, doing two, two days of track time with California Superbike School. Uh, with a week of touring in Northern California, which includes the Sierras, the coast, the Redwood Forest, and of course, Highway 30. Is that the Keith Code School? Yes. Cool. And they provide yes. S1000Rs too, right? Yes. Yes, they do. And, you know, the most successful track school in the world. This is a good tour to go on if you're an experienced sport touring rider, mm. but you've never taken, that. you've never done any track time before. California Superbike School is a great way to first get your real instruction on the track really yeah. really dedicated and you typically run two tours a year one <clears throat> tour a year or oh no it's we'll be running uh, we'll be running six this year excellent yeah. wow yeah. Um, after that I literally get back I'm I back on a plane and I'm over to Spain uh, we'll fly into Barcelona mm. uh, and then we're picking up uh, pretty much the whole range of BMWs uh, are available uh, and we'll be riding out of Barcelona doing the Pyrenees Mountains, similar to the Alps, but a lot less traffic and less hairpins, more sweeping turns and mm. more crazy curvy roads, but a lot less traffic. So we're really looking forward to that. This is the dream tour that everyone chose for us to do next. I got a quick kind of off question here. Sure. Road conditions, which are better, American roads or European roads? It depends on what part of the oh, United okay. States you're in and which right. county you're in. It, yeah. it varies mm. so much. Okay. I'd say the European roads are in, in uh, on the whole better shape. Yeah, uh, and also Australian roads are pretty good too. Okay, how about better drivers? Better. Um, the Italians are surprisingly they're aggressive drivers. They're crazy drivers, but they're good drivers, yes. and they see you come I along, and that. they immediately they immediately get up. Most of Europe's pretty courteous because they grew up on motorcycles themselves, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're more likely to get out of your way. So they don't sell Priuses over there. <laughs> they do sell Priuses, but actually, the worst thing in Italy is the Fiat Panda. Yeah. <laughs> we, I I can uh, see Fiat, but we some of them loathe the Fiat Panda. It turns <laughs> Italians into Belgians. <laughs> <laughs> they drive Uh-oh. so slow. It's our equi- so it's our equivalent of a Volvo over here. Yes. Yeah. 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 Except with, with only two cylinders. It's, <laughs> it's horrifically slow. But the problem is they last forever. They're well built and the farmer's always <laughs> That is a big problem. They, they <laughs> just keep running. And they're easy they don't to ever age out. Yeah. Wow. Fuck you. For so we'll reliable. do two days of track time on Aragon uh, with Troy Corser as our chief guide. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I'm looking dope, forward to dude. hearing it. Yeah. That's I've, awesome. I've, I've, I've ridden with Scott Russell. But I've 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 never gotten trained by Cor- Troy Corsairs. This yeah. is gonna be fun. 
uh, and uh, then back to Barcelona. And then the next tour after that in November will be Australia, going from Sydney to Melbourne, and then two days of track time on Phillip Island. Mm. Wow. Mm, nice. That's and like what everyone's bikes, favorite what bikes are on that? Oh, a good question. That there, are, there was greater restrictions on the types of bikes that are available in mm-hmm. Australia, mainly because mm-hmm. while Australia as a country is big, there's not that many people in it. Mm. Uh, and so mostly it's BMW GS's for the street, which mm. works fine. It's it's a good bike for the street. I don't have any big complaints about it. And then S1000RRs again on the track. So I'd like to ask you, what is better on the track, the S1000RR or a Panigale? Ooh. For who? For yeah, you. For what, what is your budget? preference? <laughs> Which do you, which bike do you like better? I like the Panigale better on the track because that bike is a dick. There's no reason you should have that bike on the street. <laughs> it is so painful. Are you about the, uh, the it v- looks V-twin? glorious in front of the coffee shop. It the, really the does. The V Panigale or the V4? Oh, don't get me started about the V4. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Panigale itself was designed to be ridden on Mizano yeah. and Mugello, and it just flies into turns with more confidence. Uh, the S1000RR is a better overall bike to have at the track for everyone because beginner riders can ride it, intermediate and advanced riders, they can all have fun on the yeah. S1000RR. Panigale is a bit more twitchy and you have to know how to manage it, but I, I kind of like that. So that's my preference is the Panigale. <laughs> but it's lately the S one thousand RR has been getting a lot Panigale gasm. So did we cover all of the tours? <laughs> yes. All right. Jim, which one are you going on? Which one did you choose? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I I have some further like like uh, recon to do here. So as Liza said earlier, we 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 live to ride. We ride to eat. Ah, so okay. if I want to throw like another crate, because so far yes. I'm in. This is so freaking awesome. But where, like, if you want to throw food into the equation, talk about food. In the okay, and that's an important thing because all over the world, what brings us all together, no matter what language we speak, it's that's, good food. It's good food. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. loves good food. So, I thought you were going to say chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Not fried chicken. Every, every culture's got a fried chicken uh, something. True. <laughs> I, I have run tours in Thailand, which is the best place in the world for lunch. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Absolutely the best place in the world for lunch. Uh, Germany is the best country in the world for breakfast. Yeah. Because Frühstück is not just a noun, it's a verb. Well, yes. And the answer to everything is sausage. <laughs> the, yeah. The, yes. The, there's a lot of pork products involved. Yeah. Uh, but for dinner, dinner has to be Italy. Because it's not just the food. Yeah. It's the four-hour ritual that is dinner oh. in Italy. It's aperitif, and then, you know, primero, and then shit. some more wine, and then secundi. And, of course, we're all talking about bikes and stuff. So it's a four-hour social occasion with food that is surprisingly simple. It's not the Italian food that you get in the United States, but it's really good and it's prepared. It's how well it's cooked and prepared with such passion that makes it so delicious. And it's fresh, a m- too. Moto yes. mouth gasm. Yeah. And can I just throw in a suggestion? Mm. Because I know if I don't say it, Bagel will. Mm. Have you considered a Vespa tour with some two stroke uh, Lambrettas on the track? <laughs> I don't know about where I'm going to find the. La- <laughs> Finding the Lambrettas is going to be difficult to do, but but we can source the scooters for you in Italy. No really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's I might have to talk to some friends and yeah just get on the track dude <laughs> yeah we talked to en- enrico oh, yeah. enrico knows knows where to go he's our wow. guy in italy <laughs> these aren't like, no like 
pansy scooter riders, just so you know. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Okay, good. Because the, there are no pansy scooter riders in Italy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they all wear loafers? I I had to transport a Ducati monster through the middle of Rome. Okay, t- tough. And I'm, I'm liking the Ducati monster. And I passed by grandma on like some 150 Honda old scooter. And I'm weaving in and out of traffic. And damned if not three blocks later, I'm passing grandma again. She cut, she figured, she knew the secret way. She got around me. She went through the freaking alleyways and I'm passing her again. Yep. Yeah, you because know, she knows the town. Grandma, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Grandma's dragging me through the corners. Right. <laughs> On the scooter. Yep. <laughs> nice. So, so you are doing these tours. You've been doing it for six years. You're doing yeah. a lot of tours. Can you tell us? Have you had crashes? Um. Yes, we have. Of course. How 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 was that handled? Um. Surprisingly well. Um. I think the only injury we've ever had. Oh, we did have. We did have a journalist, unfortunately, who did break his collarbone. Oh, Ooh. if that's all that's been broken, you're doing good, sir. Yeah, we had a broken collarbone, and we had somebody on the first tour that we thought we had a broken ankle, but it was just strained. And that was the guy who got chewed out uh, by the by the Swiss rider in the emergency room oh. for a good two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but injuries are pretty rare. I mean, obviously, we've had people go down on the track. They end up in the kitty litter. Uh, maybe some bruises, but uh, very expensive repairs mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, if you go down on the yeah. track, BMWs are a little bit pricey to repair. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So <clears throat> are there any places that you would like to? to go that you haven't yet absolutely uh and the real demand is all i need is people um i've put it out to a couple of folks within that community if if you want to ride the austrian alps and bohemia and then do track time at bruno Ooh. oh dude i can oh, do this dude oh that sounds dope yeah, man. I can, you know, I we can Czech do... Republic, man, it's a place to go. I can do Hats, uh, Hatzland in, in, or the Swiss Alps and then run up and do track time at Assen. Mm. Uh, th- there's a lot of possibilities. I'm trying to put together bikes to do Chang Circuit in Thailand. That's another possibility. Mm. So you know what they right. say about best lunch. Yes, absolutely the best lunch, uh, and and we'd probably do the the golden Ki- golden triangle hill country. That's where you get up in the hill country, and like people like look at you like you're crazy because you know, you're a farong, you're this white guy, and you're on a motorcycle. <laughs> they, they're they're just confused by this. But there's there's very, the further north you go, the less tourism there really is, and you really get out into the into the country. It's great. Nice. Awesome. And I, I just wanted to jump back real quick, back to kind of your history, because we were talking earlier and I had asked you if you had a good crash story yourself. Um, well, let's see. My last my last serious crash uh, was at Sonoma Raceway and I was a total dill hole. I went out. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I went out. Well, the now, problem. Sonoma Raceway is a dangerous track. It's a tricky course. Uh, the AFM riders will tell you if you can ride Sonoma Raceway, you can pretty much ride any race course. It's it is a difficult course. Uh, Kobe Fair, the head instructor for California Superbike School, was right behind me. Oh. And I knew he was right behind me, and that's why I was pushing a little bit too hard. And I pushed it too hard into turn two and completely low-sided it. Uh, and unfortunately, Kobe rode right over my bike, and he had a pretty 
bad get off as well. And Ooh. I felt so bad about it because it was my fault. I, I, I went out and pushed it too hard <laughs> on cold tires. Mm. And uh, and yeah, I, I probably busted my knuckle. It'll be twice the normal size for the rest of my life. But, is, is Kobe all right? Yeah, Kobe's Kobe's well, fine. You know, but but you know, he, he was he you know he wasn't fine that day, but he's for fine sure. now. <laughs> Yeah. I, I still I still feel really bad like, about that because fucker. you know Kobe Fair it, it, he knows so much about riding he's he's a really good instructor and and to dump it right in front of him I felt like such an idiot mm. now and it almost sounds like he was a little too close for you but no yeah. that's no, fair it's that, right, that's yeah. fair that's fair and we all have moments. It, yeah. it almost seems silly asking, just knowing how many awesome things you've done, but what would you say has been your biggest achievement you've accomplished in motorcycling? Well, here's the big secret I, I guess a lot of people don't know is that I suck. I'm really not that good of a track rider. I, I'm my big goal this year is to get out of B group, the shit show that is B group, and get up to A group. On, Welcome on, to Thunderdome, yes. motherfucker. <laughs> I'm on my SV650 uh, that I use for track touring, and the reason I have that bike is because it's to teach me to be a better rider. I'm riding these leader bikes and these top quality bikes whenever I do the tours, but I have to learn how to be a better rider, and that's why I have that SV650, and it still has a lot to teach me. Mm -hmm. uh, so my my claim to fame is even though I'm really not that good of a track rider, I've ridden seven MotoGP tracks. That's that's my thing. <laughs> that's I. Other than racers, how many people can say that? Yeah. Right. I've only seen one. It's <laughs> not even a GP yeah. track anymore. I know. I know. And it just it does have a sense of presence. You get to me, it's just a big deal to walk out onto the paddock at yeah. Valencia and go. I'm at Valencia. Yeah, it's, it, it's, yeah. it has that feeling. It's pretty so, awesome. That isn't lost on me. So I want to ask you about the people who are coming on this trip. I assume that they're all middle-aged rich fuckers. No. Uh, <laughs> oh no. What? <laughs> no. No. Um, the 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 ages range from late twenties to mid seventies. Um, your your Jim. That means you could go. Yeah, your income level is is <laughs> really not a you, determinant huh? of travel. Uh, when I used to work in the in, I used to do airfare for in for round tr round the world travelers, so people who take a year off and travel around the world. And we discovered there, I did a big e marketing survey that income is not an indicator of purchase. Right. Level of education, and really, what that level of education means is a lack of fear. A lack yeah. of fear oh, of the I unknown, like that. uh, and that's what is a greater indicator that they'll actually go uh, and do a, do a trip. Uh, so some people save up for two, three years to do one of my trips. Other people, which are the minority, the minority are like, yeah, I'll pay for myself. I can bring a couple buddies. I'll pay for them. Okay, those those guys are rare and they're a different animal, but they do exist. Nice. And are people bringing wives or girlfriends? Uh, yes. Yeah. Are they riding two up or do you get women riding on we these? We do. 20% uh, of our business is women riders and I'm really proud of that. Mm, awesome. Right on, dude. Would you say that's increasing over, increased over the years, would you say? or Yes, it's increased a little bit over the years. I've had the, the distinct pleasure of having Misty Hurst uh, mm -hmm. on one of my tours. She's an instructor for California Superbike School mm -hmm. and my favorite co to work, coach to work with, partially because I guess I'm not really good at testosterone bullshit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and with Misty Hurst, there's, uh, there's none of of that you know like guy posturing it's just cool it's just misty she's a great coach 
Uh, but I fought in the motorcycle industry uh, for, for women riders. And like when I was working at Bell Ray, uh, we sponsored a woman in the Dakar rally. And I said, Sweet. this is a good person. Her name was Patsy Quick, and she was tough as nails and really good rider. But I said, this is a good investment because all the media is going to flock all over her because she's yeah. this woman riding the Dakar rally even if she you know even if she's nowhere near winning she's a story we're yeah. getting a better deal marketing wise uh, out of that yeah. so sorry to you know use the use you know use the boobs as as a marketing angle but it's like <laughs> Hey, we're getting a better value for our money here for marketing. Let's sponsor the women riders. Uh, sorry, guys, <laughs> but it it worked. Now that that makes me think too. Um, since you're creating dream trips for everyone, mm -hmm. do you have a dream trip? Yeah. <laughs> and this may not include like a racetrack. I mean, because uh, you mentioned a car for a lot of people. Yeah. That would be a dream trip. I'm wondering what yours is. Um. <sighs> Tierra del Fuego down Chile. Mm, I'd love to yeah. ride that. You know, like a K, you know, grab a KTM adventure and, and do that. Or Northern Mongolia. Oh. I have big respect for people who take six months, a year off, and travel by motorcycle. Mm. To me, what I'm doing is is puss cake stuff compared to people who really take the time off and just go on two wheels and they're gone. That's a special type of. Do you, have you heard travel. of Ed Barsh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this, the little C90s down to the southern tip of Austria or uh, Argentina. Ar yeah. yeah, Argentina. But he also did uh, across like Mongolia and stuff. Yeah. Nice. So, all right, you've already have you started tours this year? Or are you, was May the first one? May will be the first one this year. We're going to do Mugello. Nice. Nice. Is that is that trip filled up already? That tour is filled. Uh, the tour that the, probably the next tour that's open would be Zoxenring in the Italian Alps, and that's my favorite tour. What's uh, what's your slot? How many slots do you have typically per person per trip? Um, I'd say the maximum I will take anywhere is fifteen, and that's that's yeah. a lot of work for me. Yeah. Um, it turns into a shit show after fifteen, or well, in the Italian Alps, usually what we do is we break up into smaller groups because as a tour guide, you can't keep track of more than five bikes in the Italian Alps. Oh, there's so too many. Okay. Okay. So you got a buddy helping you out doing this thing. Oh yeah, no, I've cool. got my Germans. I got my German friends helping me out in Germany. I got my Italian friends helping me out in Italy. I've got Spanish Spanish guides helping me out in You're Spain. You're networked, huh? I need. <laughs> well, to me, you, if you want to have an authentic experience, you need the local expertise. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I don't have it. Well, yeah. you know who he has working with him. Knock, you know Thumper Fitz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gwen. Yeah. Gwen. Yeah. Yeah, t can't tell them, tell them what uh, she does for you. Um, anytime we have a group tour for Northern California, uh, say you know, bunch of reasonably wealthy uh, wealthy folk who want who want a nice private tour, Gwen practically invented the position of mobile concierge. She didn't just haul your luggage to the next hotel and deposit it in the room. She's arranging massages for people and uh, you know, yeah. you know, all the She's little got a big van for it. Yeah, all yeah. the little extra things and and Gwen's just you know really good people to work with. So. She's she's a great person. Yeah, so Gwen's always on my awesome. short list of who to call yeah. when I need help in Northern California. So is it mostly Americans signing up for trips and including the ones in California, or do you have Europeans coming over for the California trip? Uh, we just had a guy from Thailand come over and do the California Laguna Seca tour. We have oh. people coming from the East Coast coming out to mm -hmm. this strange foreign land that mm -hmm. is California <laughs> uh, and riding out here. It's, it's a whole other a whole other world. We have Australians uh, coming up to ride Europe and also uh, California. So it, pretty much the English-speaking folk. I would love to crack into the German market, but that's a whole different animal. Hmm. Oh, why is that? Um, Germans have a different purchasing behavior with regards to tourism and travel. And uh, uh, 
they need more sicherheit. They need they need more safety. They need more knowledge that uh, of who they're buying from. So they want to buy from a German. Yeah. Kat, how many languages do you speak? I don't. I only speak English. You just he, he speaks how many, in accents. Wait, how many accents do you speak in? I, do, I can pick up an. I used to dispatch tow trucks all over the United States, and the best way to put somebody at ease is to immediately start talking like them. Yep. <laughs> it's all right, girl. Don't worry, because the tow trucks can be there just about fifteen minutes. You'll be fine. You know, and, and I need because to start working on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it calms down, and that was just a habit I picked wow. up. So the worst part is when I go to Australia, and oh, <laughs> I can't drop the Aussie accent. <laughs> Some shrimps on the Barbie. This goes on. Nobody says that actually. That's <laughs> <laughs> Australia. <laughs> and they don't say mate as, as often as we've been led to believe either. But right. but they do. But have, they do carry big knife. I do know that. They do, and they do have ridiculous amounts of slang for just the oddest yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. And they're good people. Australians are genuinely curious about you. They're not just polite conversations. They really want to know about you, especially if you've taken the time to come all the way to their country. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everything about, here kills you. Why I, are you here? <laughs> I really just think of Australians as Canadians with an accent. Uh, it's, how, does, how does that, does that even make sense? <laughs> <laughs> it's similar, but the, the, uh, my favorite way to describe Australians is they don't always know what they're doing, but they're going to get the job done anyway. <laughs> and they do. Nice. Yeah, and nice. they have sort of a, a pioneering attitude yeah, uh, yeah. to just yeah. get the job done. Because for the most part, they're living in a, in a land that's just barely been tamed the past 50 years. Yeah. yeah. So one of the general rules of doing an interview is never ask a question you don't know the answer to. And I'm going to ask a question I have no idea because I just have a feeling about this one, <laughs> especially with all these degrees and stuff. Seems like you've built up a pretty successful business, uh, you know, giving people their dreams. But I'm wondering, do you have some other ideas? You seem like somebody who, who has ideas. And I'm wondering if you have any other businesses or things you may be doing in the future. Well, I, I have a film certification, so I do, okay. I do some video work uh, here and there. I have a video job mm -hmm. waiting for me at home when I, when I get back. Um, yeah, I mean, we're living in the Bay Area. You're f surrounded by entrepreneurial stuff. Yeah. I have a few ideas that I like to see take flight. I just have to find the right personnel to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I've got a fun game. Since mm. we all ride Northern California, mm. I'm wondering if any of y'all can name uh, a road that maybe he's not that privy to. Do you guys have any Well, up near the 36, roads? do you know the 299? Yes. Hazel okay. Dell. That's a nice one. <laughs> do you know Palomar Road? Yes. How about Gloria Road? No, where's Gloria Road? Oh, does it count if it's a dirt road? Uh, I can't take my clients on dirt roads, I'm afraid, with, mm. not with their rental bikes. <laughs> okay, then we'll take that one off. Um, what's a Nascimento Ferguson? Nascimento Ferguson, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, and we talked earlier, do you take them on the Little Dragon? Yes, uh, occasionally. I've, I've, I've routed people a couple times on that one. Most of the time I try to take people over uh, Sonora Pass uh, rather than go that far south on, on the Little Dragon. Because the Little Dragon would drag people into the tourist wonder that is Yosemite Valley. <laughs> so some people insist on seeing it's it and I'll take them there. Awesome. But it's uh, it gets a little thick. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else yeah. got any roads you can think of that are awesome? I liked 88. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the roller coaster. Angels yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, the, yeah. 68. Yeah. 
That's 68. Highway 33. 88 North. Mm. Um, East. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. So I'm guessing you, you've you discovered Angels them all. Crest. He's done them all. Yeah. How about San Jacinto? Sanacinto, yeah. Um, Quincy Oroville <laughs> Highway is another one I can recommend if you guys mm. get a chance to do that one. Out of from basically run from Quincy to Chico on the on that road and do Quincy Oroville Highway. That's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, we kill. We had a deer uh, assassinate a, a Ducati monster on that. Oh, road. oh <laughs> wow! I'm glad it didn't assassinate Ooh, the rider. Carmel Valley Road. Yeah, yeah. All the way. Yeah. It's okay. Great. The shot was good too. Yeah, I'm a motorcycle tour guide. It's my job to know. I know. I know. He knows what's going on. There's only one person who knows all those roads better than me, and that's that's Tim Mayhew from Passionate. He knows all. Yeah, Yeah. Passionate. I know. And just so you know, Gloria Road it goes from um, it goes from 101 in uh, Gonzales over the mountain over to what's that the road Greenfield the uh, the highway. Oh, 101. No. It goes back to Pinnacle. Carmel Valley. Oh, airport. Airport oh, Road. No, airport, airport Road going yeah. down to Pinnacle. No, it's Highway 25. Highway 25. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's just yeah. north of Pinnacles. It's a dirt. It's a maintained dirt fire road, but we took we took sport bikes on it. And it's, it's it. a really sweet Wait shortcut. A yeah, it's near the Pinnacles. The yeah. fucking gorgeous. I didn't know the name of it. I, I got stuck on it on my Multistrada years ago. I didn't know that's what it was called. It's called Gloria Road. And there's like cows and shit out there. I'd have a hard time finding it. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> well, remember the shooting range? We're like, oh, fuck, hurry up. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry, people have heard it, but we were like, you can look from the freeway up into the hills and see all these like dirt roads and shit. And we're like, we need to find them. We need to figure out how to get to them. And we were like going up these roads and it turned into like a farm or a ranch and a, or a gate. All through Salinas. We just kept going through. We kept going through. And somebody said, no, yeah, there's a road down here. You just go down and make a left. Yeah, dude at Taqueria told us. So we're like, all right, cool. And we're going down this road, and it's going through like the fields and stuff. And then it turns into dirt, and we're looking at each other like, no gate. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. We think we found it. And then it starts to go uphill. We're like, yeah, we found it. And then suddenly we hear gunfire. We're like, oh, shit, the farmer's coming for us. Proceeded by like banjos. sport bikes on a dirt road. Like, yeah. Hurry, 15 miles an hour. Hurry. Oh, and then we look down. We come around a corner. We look down, and there's a shooting range down in the valley just below us. Yeah. But damn, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> we did have to stop though, so you could go say hi to the cows. I know. <laughs> that was a fun time. That I enjoyed that. I ride. know. Yeah, yeah we've all done it chicken. on our sport bikes. Yeah. But I know. So, are, do you own these bikes, or are you renting them? Uh, I have my own bike here in California, but the rest of the time I'm using rental fleets all over the world. Uh, the import and export of getting bikes in and out, yeah. I'd only do it for track bikes if I had to, maybe like a, a container box full of like 15 track bikes, but I wouldn't try to move street bikes from country to country. The yeah. the, the paperwork alone is, is really tough. So, uh, so what bikes do you have in the garage now? Uh, I have I have Molly, my SV650, and I have a 2010 Multistrada Diavola. Yeah. Oh. oh nice. Tell me about that thing. What? My 2010 Multistrada? No. Forget the Multistrada. Forget the Multistrada. What? No. Mo- what? Molly? The, is that, the, oh, goodness. Diavol? Hmm? Did you say you have a Diavol? No, no. Diavol. I, yeah. I, I, I call, I call, my, uh, I call oh. my I call my Multistrada Diavola. Got it. Right. And I call my track bike Molly. 
Okay, so you just have two? Yeah, smart man. Smart man. Smart man. I'm starting to think that I might really be a bad influence. I have money I have to spend on other things. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) smart man. Yeah, you got that point. (laughs) Yeah, well done. Nice. So, all right. Can you please recap the upcoming tours and how people can reach you so they can find sure. out about them? Sure. Uh, the upcoming tours that are available, uh, like I said, the Italy. We've got two spots left on Italy with MotoGP. If you book quickly at layoutescapes.com, we can sneak in. We've gotten some bikes that have been canceled. So I have seen a Ducati Supersport that comes up available. Some Ducati Multistrada is mm. also available for that one. And we're there at Mugello not only for, for race day, but we're also there for qualifying day. Reserve oh, seating. Yeah, this is this is not a joke tour. This is for the real MotoGP fan. Hell yeah, dude. Um, uh, after that uh, would be Zoxenring in the Italian Alps, the party tour. Mm. Uh, my favorite, <coughs> my favorite place to ride in the world is the Italian Alps. Uh, it's to me, it looks like a giant terrarium that some insane nerdy god made for his pet humans. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem real. That's great. Uh, and after that, we're doing our California tour here uh, with uh, California Curvin with Laguna Seca. Uh, can I can I throw time. in a caveat on that? Sure. Maybe you should do a stop by the recycle garage. No, I don't want that. <laughs> that is possible. Put that on your brochure. That is possible. You can sure. break, we can break no. out the champagne for that. Just forget Alice's and come to recycle. Just show I'm everyone just saying, the dildo. hey, I would not mind interviewing uh, some of your writers. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll get some interesting ones this year. Yeah. That, that would be pretty fun. Uh, and then uh, Spain, uh, Spain happens. Uh, so the Spanish Pyrenees to Aragon with uh, track time with Troy Corser. And then uh, November rounds it out with uh, Sydney to Melbourne, doing all the curvy roads, and then two days of truck time, you got to say time, at Phillip Island. Nice. Yeah, all right, fun, and dude. they can reach you at? LeodEscapes.com, L-E-O-D escapes.com. So go check that out. I'm also going to put a link uh, on our show notes. Um, this is, I mean, this is, yeah, this is a dream tours it's it's throwing in the the track day that's just like oh is there anyone else doing this no you're the guy uh, i'm the guy but nice. but ultimately what i hope that these tours are is that they they're sort of the ultimate dream on the hill for that new beginning rider it says okay i got my first bike let's go get some rider training let's go out to the track get some more rider training this is a, something that i should go get good enough as a rider to have enough skills to really be able to enjoy and do this trip and along the way all the people i know you know make money <laughs> you know i i yeah. seriously th- still think that the best aftermarket accessory you can bike for your buy for your bike is rider training uh and so course, keep yeah. going and getting that training and then you can get good enough to ride a motor gp track i'm just curious because you are putting people on some pretty fast powerful bikes do you yes. vet them at all their riding ability um for the track bikes it's so difficult to try to vet you know what somebody's abilities are uh for the track portion i generally say if you're riding the intermediate uh b group you're you're good enough to be able to enjoy what a moto gp track has to offer if you're still in c group keep getting your training and get up to speed and then you'll then you'll really enjoy it good good advice well i want to thank you for coming down and sharing this this is some pretty cool shit i was excited and I'm like, wait, this guy is local? <laughs> ah, damn, I've known about these trips, and I never realized you were local. Yeah. So it's just another really cool thing. And, you know, and I'd recommend to 
anyone um, consider the California trip. We always brag about our roads. We'll come on down, check them out, and then get on the track, too. Yeah, absolutely. I consider the California tour to be the best week of actual sport touring riding of any of the trips we do is Northern California. You hear that? Yeah. Nice. Hey, um, I wanted to give a thanks to a couple of people, you guys. I don't know if you realize, but we've received a couple packages. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. And they came yeah. heavy. For chocolate? Heavy. Um, Fucking tea handle wrenches, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. fantastic. So the first thanks goes to, I'm just going to say, Eric E. I don't know if everyone wants their name said, but Eric E. sent us. I got this big box. And I'm like, wait a minute. I, did I send in a, an order to Amazon? Because I always do. But I didn't remember. And I open it up. I'm like, shabang. What he sent us was a really cool. We got one of the rolly rolly stools mm-hmm. that we use out there. Yeah. Except all of mine are all tore up, and, and the, <laughs> yeah. the tool. Like you literally have to shit. straddle them to make sure you don't fall through the hole in the middle. <laughs> and, the, and the tool holder has been broken out because some idiot along the way thought it was a step. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- not just that, but another set of where I got them here. Uh, they're oh here they are. Yo, check this out, y'all. Another oh, yeah. set. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, and this is over here. This is this is the best you can get. This is the T handle ball tip. Allen wrenches. When you're getting Allen wrenches, get the ball tip. Please Ladies, pay do attention so. To the ball I tip. had to make oh. an emergency <laughs> run to O'Reilly's to get ball tip Allen wrenches to work on the RC8 last night <laughs> because they're the they're the shit the, that's what you use to work on good bikes and you should have good tools because then you don't have to buy more yeah thank so, you so much thank you very much and then the it's other cool they look like push daggers <laughs> <laughs> the other big thanks goes to our friend alan p alan alan alan's awesome alan who we hung out with at uh, ama vintage days uh he sent us awesome. a big box of goodness dude this was I good. guess Emma's been whining enough about wanting more chocolate, <laughs> so he fulfilled her dreams, wow. filled that box full of chocolate, chocolate, and I thought, dang, that's a big box of chocolate. So then I dug a little deeper. Dang y'all, what? I don't even what? It's, it's a tight. It's a, t- it's all, a bunch kinds of, of liquor. Oh, <laughs> little all kinds of liquor. The little airplane bottles. Airplane bottles. The little BB fireballs from no, little yeah. airplane bottles. The bo- it had like a false bottom. Like, oh look at all this candy. Like, wait, what? The bottom comes up, and you lift it up, and it was like like Boo. twenty like, at least little <laughs> bottles of all sorts of liquor. Got like Corona. Are awesome. And awesome. and another impact uh, screwdriver. Yeah. So what cool. I did, and this was not suggestion. It was good suggestion because I keep uh, the impact of screwdriver in my personal don't touch my tools drawer. Yep. So he said, why don't you take that one out, stick it in the everyone can use it drawer and you can have the new one. I'm like, okay, I'm happy with that. So I got the new one for me, mm. but everyone gets to use my other Whoa. one. Cool. So thank you guys. We appreciate that very much. And that was a highlight of the afternoon when the chocolate came out. <laughs> chocolate covered styrofoam. Yeah, it was good. We wow. all have diabetes. This so, set's awesome. cool. We have, have um, a stand. We have some quick emails to read. Let's start with you, Jim. All right. I got some hijinks going on here from <laughs> Paul Kelly. Hey, Paul. Thanks for writing in. Oh, wait. You know who this is, right? Paul? Paul? Which Paul? Paul. Paul. Oh, Paul. 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 Real Paul? Uh, Paul, Paul. It's Paul. (laughs) All right, Paul. Okay. Are both of your elite scooters running? Sort of. That's a valid question. I'm thinking that maybe I should send you a couple of Nerf guns. Oh, I like this already. (laughs) 
Just I'm going to replace Nerf with paintball right now. <laughs> <laughs> and could you do a scoot and shoot event? Oh my god! I think squirt guns. Squirt guns. No paintball. Okay. <laughs> or or pe- straight up pellet guns. I'm down for that too. Ooh, no. Okay. Anyway, all you uh, all you need to do is mark out something where the sucker could stick like a piece of glass or polished metal and put up seconds on it and then deduct them from your total time. Okay, just like a dartboard. Just one idea, uh, but I think for 20 bucks I could help you invent a new game. So, from Paul Kelly, fuck Mike. So <laughs> so I, I like how this is like uh, basically Mad Max training, you know, yeah. shooting people out, out of the war rig situation. Well, it's like, like where a sucker could, where like a sucker could stick like a piece of glass. I'm like, well, fuck that. Let's get a sucker to stand out. Like, like who's the sucker that stands out there? Can we get to shoot at him? They like got to shoot better. back too. Anyway, yeah. Thanks, Paul. And yeah, fuck Mike. We agree. Dex, <laughs> what you got there? I got a great email from Brian. Uh, Brian lives in D.C. metro area, loves the podcast, listens often, loves hearing about the girls in particular, um, but in a really cool way. Not that way, guys. I have a 10-year-old daughter, he says, that is completely obsessed with motorcycles. Oh, nice. Yeah. On Saturday morning, she wakes up and wants to go to the dealerships to sit on the bikes. I love that. Smart girl. That's cool. She's got the fever. She got it a couple years ago when he bought a child safety harness and put her on the back and rode on an O2 monster. Doing it right. Wow. I think it would be like Terry and strapped to the Strap front. Strap them like on. <laughs> no, but Charger's not even strapped. <laughs> no, kids fall asleep. Yeah, they do. Well, she's Cat, quite can't... awake, actually. Since then, she polishes spokes, buffs gas tanks, hands the wrench that she, he's calling for, wears a black leather biker jacket over her sundresses. <laughs> yes. wow. That's red. He attached photos. Nice. And this is a daddy-daughter dance. You guys can see this in a moment where... She's even had, had insisted to wear her leather jacket there as well. <laughs> so That's cool. Loves everything about this, but takes a lot of heat from other people for letting her ride on his bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he takes every precaution, does back roads, but still would like advice on whether we feel this is okay. Uh, current workhorse is the 09 Bandit 1250. Yep. Bought it because it's better for two-upping for mm-hmm. both Ella, which is his daughter, I'm assuming, as well as his girlfriend. They both love to ride with him. And he says, keep up the good work on the podcast in the garage. Cheers, Brian, Ella, and Carolina. Right on. Cool. Congrats right. on the bandit. That's nice super bike. cute, Brian. So cool. Where's the picture? Okay, so I have to say, I think that you should introduce her to bikes as soon as she's interested, and you should get her on a, a size-appropriate bike. So that she, even if it's a dirt bike that has a baby motor uh, or like a mountain bike, uh, just get her on two wheels so she can be familiar so that when she is riding, because it sounds like she's, like you said, she's she's got the fever, Yeah, she's going to ride. So the more experience she has early on, the more muscle memory she's going to have when she has a license and can ride on the road with those unpredictable fuckers that drive four wheels. That just yep. means she's going to be fast when she's older. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And Brian's and super handsome dude, man. Well-groomed. So, <laughs> which means so- she probably, probably is going to wa- need to watch out for her. So, by the way, Brian, I have a feeling that, I mean, you're, you're probably going to be okay. Just make sure your daughter has a pocket knife and rides a big bike. <laughs> you won't have to worry about the boyfriends. So, no. hey guys, I got a really cool email here. This one is from John Johnson. So, yeah, people do that. 
people do that so you guys this one is really cool um so 30 years ago he bought a 47 knucklehead Ooh. and his brother bought a 53 panhead and they both were fixing them up and you go swap meets and he turned it into like a show bike but bike that he rode to shows not just a trailer queen mm. this is something that they had together <clears throat> um and they did this for like seven years which is really cool um but then his brother died mm. yeah which is unfortunate um and that was 22 years ago well um his his brother's wife just passed away recently hmm. and his old bike was still sitting in the corner of the shop mm. and the family wanted him to have his brother's bike wow. so he went down there to pick it up and it still had gas in the tank from 22 years ago oh damn um, well I mean there's no there's no uh, ethanol in it that old. <laughs> <laughs> might have better gas yeah so he's got this 53 panhead and now this is his new project now he's starting to go back to swap meets and he's looking for the parts and he's going to build oh, wow. this back up and and turn it into you know not again not a trail queen but a, a bike that he can ride and think about his brother isn't that fucking that's cool? awesome yeah. um, into that put those passenger pigs down exactly he, his up the butt bike is a honda africa twin oh nice. yeah. oh he uh, plans on selling several of his dirt and road bikes to get one this summer and to take some trips, long trips with his friends. He's now fully retired and can spend that time going out on the road and in the dirt. He also has a DR650. Uh, he says, thanks, and ride carefully. People tell me to be safe, but I'd tell them if I wanted to be safe, I wouldn't be riding bikes. <laughs> I'd just stay home and die a slow, boring, and painful death. Great. So Sounds that's right. John Johnson, and he's out of Vacaville. Right so on, isn't dude. that cool? I just right. love that's these, super cool. these yeah. stories and, and saving that bike. We'll fix it up and ride it down, man. Yeah. Nice. Cool. What you got there, Bagel? I have an email from Jason. He's got a badass beard. That's what he has. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, Jason is, writes and says, hello from across the pond. <sighs> says, hi, Misfits. Just a quick message of thanks for keeping me sane across the pond. <laughs> I have been listening since episode four and never miss a show. My God. Wow. That's four. Longer, that's oh. longer than I've been listening. Oh. That's oh. like one mic high gain territory. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, how many years are you doing? And he says, I'm either listening to old episodes in the garage whilst building my project bike. And he sent us a link to his time lapse, time lapse video. And he says, or I'm listening to you in the bath. Easy, Jim. Easy. <laughs> it says currently I ride huh? an ST1300 nice. and it's the second love of my life I know it's not everyone's cup of tea but it's the mutts nuts for what I needed to do and that's ride all year I love that ride and let me and the wife do the touring and attend rallies if only Isaac was here yeah <laughs> mutts and, nuts and I love that yeah that's great isn't it it's the dog's bollocks <laughs> yeah that's right and he says he says the project bike is a 1992 XJ600 diversion slash FZR 600 hybrid what? as I have converted the front and rear end to the FZR, leaving the shit bit in the middle. That gives me dual disc brakes at the front and a fatter rear wheel at the back. Mm. It's taken me about three years to get to the point you see, but it's been worth every single minute and penny spent. I'm now in the process of making side panels and cowling from a couple of spare server cabinet doors at work <laughs> and with, with mixed results. Nice. <laughs> I hope to see photos. The, the rack turned out really well, but the front cowling looks like a shoebox. <laughs> but but throw some holes in it and it'll look priceless. And then he finishes off uh, and he says, "Well, I've gone on long enough. Tell twice winning award Mike, I have a meeting with Paul on Monday." <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I'll let him know he wants a word. <laughs> and Henry, good luck, fella. I hope you heal fast. Oh, thank you. I threw my bike up the road in last August, breaking my ankle. Oh, shit. And I found you could work the gears fine with the boot they put on you now. <laughs> yes. You just lift from the knee, not the ankle. Exactly. <laughs> and if you ride it fast enough, no one can no one can see it's not a boot. <laughs> yeah. And he says, Bagel, footage from the It's Not a Race, please. Not sure if they're going to do another film on it this year. Um, unfortunately, no. That was only a one-time shot for the Cannonball movie, but uh, there will probably be videos on YouTube. Uh, he says, Risking the Longest Buy Ever. You guys do an amazing thing out there. Jason. And I wanted Thank to give you, Jason. Uh, Thank you, Jason. A, th- a quick congratulations to Bagel, who finally submitted his paperwork for his 2014 Iron Butt and got his certification. I got it. not just one certification, I got the Saddle Sore 1000. And apparently, <laughs> do they have photo records Ooh. of that one? <laughs> and apparently, if you do it on a scooter, they recognize that for being extra special. Yes, yeah. I got a second certificate for an international scooter. 1,000 under 300cc insanity gold certificate. My it's on my bike out, out, out You got it on the bike already. Yep. Right. Yeah. Cool. Congratulations. Awesome. It's, it's like yeah. uh, it's like an awesome. unfuck withable badge on your uh, <laughs> bezel there. Pretty much. That's pretty dope. So, and the pin that you wait, showed me. I have a question. You I had want, a close so, on so pin. Yeah. I want a pin. I have a question. Have we a don't care about pin. you though, Liza. I have a saddle sword. <laughs> so uh, how long ago did you submit the application and how long did it take to get the paperwork back after you submitted it? Well, I submitted it back in... I'm going to say January, I think. And I got it back, I think, about two weeks ago. Oh, so pretty so quick. Not too, not oh, so long, yeah. You okay. sat on it a little bit. It's oh, it. I sat on it for a long right. time. Yeah. And I just, did you have good documentation? To, yeah, I had all the documentation. I just needed to get it all together and put it, fill out the form and all that stuff. And I just hadn't gotten to it. And Feels finally good, did it. It does feel good to finally get it done. Right. And what, that. Was this independent? Uh, yeah, I was all by myself. Cool. And then so you have to submit like documentation that you went from, it says, yep. 1,022 grueling miles in less than 24 hours starting in Santa Cruz, yep. California, yep. and ending up, it looks like, in Vancouver, British Columbia. That's You're a correct. crazy motherfucker, dude. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> Ouch. On, Y'all don't know, but Bagel's the craziest Vespa one here. <laughs> GTS 250. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Only, only took me 22 and a half hours. So <laughs> How much meth did you do? <laughs> Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Zero. Just as long as your bike doesn't do much, you'll be okay, right? Yeah. So, again, I wanted to thank you, Kat, for coming down. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I I am very curious. As somebody who has access to some of the coolest bikes ever out there on the road, I'm wondering, what is your up-the-butt bike? This is probably going to seem incredibly predictable, uh, because it... I have the fortunate position of being not a very good rider, but being in contact on a first name basis with a lot of the very lucky motorcycle journalists Mm. who Uh get to go on these press release rides. And so every now and then I'll, I actually get, I was down at the, the, the U S motorcycle coach association, uh, meeting. And so I got to talk with some of the journalists who had come back recently from the the test ride in Valencia and they did inform me that beyond what they have written in the various journals the Panigale V4 really is something special. Ooh. <laughs> cool. 
so yes. yeah, get, get get the big old black one with no lube, and I'll uh, yeah. I'll <laughs> so, oh, snap. There, Would there you say that you are motosexual like we are? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah there, there's a few women. I, I suppose I can think of a few women I'd take over that bike, but but not many. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm. Well, that's awesome. That's a good one. So, then this is also the time I get to thank all of our Patreon subscribers. We've got a couple new ones. I appreciate Thanks, it. Y'all. We are That's working huge, on man. building up a bigger and better prize package every mm-hmm. month. So, uh, yeah, Bex is working on that, and we got some cool we things We just coming. scored for the girls out there who like pink. We just scored uh, from Icon a really cute tank. Or it's a t-shirt v-neck very well, flattering the, and soft by the way the three women who might possibly win it that's exciting <laughs> so uh, ladies out there <laughs> know there are some gifts actually you know too. what no for the men that's exciting because you got to have some currency when you're going out for a ride and your wife doesn't want you to nice little t-shirt sometimes a little something something it'll get you that get you that time so yeah thank you everyone um also just thank you for listening and sticking with us um if you have any interest at all go check out these trips or if you want to recommend to other friends because this is something that really it, it is a bucket list kind of thing and how do we check it out again uh leod escapes dot com you know, and people always say, oh, you know, this is, oh, yeah, I want to do that someday. No, there's a place where dreams go to die, and that's called Someday Isle. Mm-hmm. Make a plan. Do it's it. going to take a while, you know, to get good enough and save the money, but we'll see you, and you'll do something amazing. All the videos don't do it justice compared to actually being there. And look, if you would, l- would like to hang out with a guy who looks like a close relative of He-Man and drinks <laughs> from a goblet, <laughs> this is the guy you want to do it with. I'm telling you. Awesome. Okay, so thanks again, everyone. I think we're ready to get out of here. Go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. Find the links to everything there. Uh, We've sold some more t-shirts, so you can find the link there to go to Zazzle.com, which is really cool because you can change out the designs, change out the colors, pick which color shirt you want, all that. It's pretty cool. Zazzle.com. I think we're ready to get out of here. Thanks again. This is Liza. Harrison. Jeremy. Frank. Bagel. Exotic number two. <laughs> cat. Bex says aloha. Uh, I like your catfish pictures up there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Knock's <laughs> in like Bram Cal. <laughs> this is Knock. <Yeah. laughs> and we're out of here. Cool. 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 <laughs>